it is a Monday edition of the Chair Shop Podcast as Paul takes a big old gulp and a, and a chew of, <laughs> of his of his uh, of his uh, broadcasting uh, fuel. Uh, we're coming to you here with CSP four hundred and sixteen uh, with a bevy of news and guffs and tournaments and all that jazz to talk about. We've got so much coming up. Uh, so look forward to that. I'm one of your hosts, uh, Barry. With me as always, the producer slash muncher, Paul. Yeah, good producer. I, I just as we started doing recording, I for some reason put an Oreo in my mouth and I didn't think that I would have to speak. Then, <laughs> it's, luckily, it's gone. I ate it. Anyway, hello, hello, and also with us is Joe. Hello. Uh, busy week, lads. We've got shit tons to get to, as we often do. I mean, I feel like we usually do these days. Uh, we've got footy news, shaking the world, uh, and all that. Uh, we've also had our various lives, our various guffs, more wrestling, of course. And uh, yeah, we're going to catch up on our emails last week that we didn't get a chance to get to. So uh, before we jump into all of that, what, how was the uh, how was the old life golf? How was how was life with you this week, lads? Oh, it was a bit crazy to be honest. Go on. Lots of um, lots of bad stuff happening this week. Oh no, a few, a few good stuff, but more bad stuff. So um, Natty was in the hospital for two days. No. Um, yeah, with a kidney infection. Ooh, no, no, don't like that. Yeah, which is particularly bad as she's got three kidneys. What? What? Yeah, she is. She has a, an extra kidney. That's one extra. Yeah, that's one more than normal. So I guess when you have a kidney infection and you have more kidneys to be infected, it's like half as bad again, right? I don't know. I don't know if only one kidney was affected. I don't know about or, I don't that, know. doctor, but go on. <laughs> so that was on... When was that? Okay, so we did the podcast on Tuesday of last week. Mm. And then Wednesday morning, like the following morning, six in the morning, Natty wakes up in like crippling pain. She's whisked off to the hospital and I don't see her until like Thursday night. Or was it Friday? Thursday night, I think. And she comes, she's back now anyway, all medicated all up. They couldn't figure out what was wrong with her at first. She had mm. scans and this and that and a fucking COVID test up the hole and stuff, apparently. Um, but, uh, yeah, they, they figured out she had a kidney infection, a renal infection. We got her home. She's on the antibiotics and all that. She's doing a little bit better. She's still... Uh, because she's on the antibiotics, she's a little bit uh, nauseous, mm. a bit drowsy here and there yeah kind of in in out of bed and all that and but that was that was uh strange because we had just come up to stay at her parents house and so suddenly like her family are great great family i get on with well with them really you know really well and all that but when you're visiting the in-laws and then suddenly your direct connection to the in-laws is not there for two days and Mm. you're just sitting around with them it's a bit weird (laughs) um so our kind of holiday, if you want to call it that, our holiday of staying up with the in-laws and, and family who we haven't seen in months and months was kind of delayed 
by a few days while Nat was in the hospital. So we're kind of already starting that now. But then I also got a text uh, very recently that my aunt, who has cancer, um, is uh, and terminal cancer, is um, deteriorating badly. So I need to go mm. home. So I'm going to go after work tomorrow, head back to support my parents. Uh, so yeah, it's been a bit of a, a bit of a week, all right. Um, one bit of good news I had though, <laughs> and the football thing that happened yesterday—the the thing that, <coughs> like my one biggest passion since I was six years old—is now going down to shitter as well. Um, the one good bit of news I had—not really news, but just a good thing that happened to me was um, there's a band that I quite like. I've seen them uh, live in Dublin, CKY. Doodle it do and all that, right? Um, their guitarist put an album out six years ago or so. I probably talked about it on the podcast at the time. I really, really liked the album. He just put out a remastered version of this album a couple of days ago. And I just put a tweet. Someone someone tw- tweeted about it. Someone that I don't even follow just tweeted underneath the like album announcement, tweeted underneath it. Um, oh, did you change the like song list things, like the the order of the songs? And then I noticed because I'd listened to it but not pay attention to the order of the songs. I just assumed they were the same. But I looked at them and I was like, oh, they are different. And then I I tweeted just to that, which I never do. Just threw a tweet out there. Oh, that's interesting, um, or that's strange, or something, because I thought those songs kind of flowed really well into each other. Yeah. In their in the original order, now they don't. And suddenly I get a little DM. Boop boop. From your man from CKY. Oh, what? Chad Ginsburg, and I just had a little chat with him about the album. And that was crazy. <laughs> That's pretty cool. Yeah, he, and the first thing he, he's like, oh, sorry about that. The, uh, I, I don't know. I was I was thinking about that this worked better, but sorry. And I'm like, no, don't be saying sorry to me. I'm just some pleb on the internet. <laughs> You're the one who made the album. Like, so yeah, I had a chat with him for like 20 minutes on Twitter, and then I was like, oh, That's take like the, the was old like, days of Twitter, where you got to interact with celebrities rather than it being just Nazis and, you know, hate speech. Well, you know me, um, Joe, try as I might to talk to uh, The Rock or, uh, <laughs> yeah. or Meltzer. I, I've been unlucky insofar as... Well, you emailed Meltzer. Of... That makes his, his snobbing even ruder. Exactly. Meltzer at Juno.com or whatever. Have you, it's weird. Have you seen the state of his office? He might still be <laughs> getting to it. <laughs> but that was a really cool thing that happened to me. Um, that was the day that Natty got back from hospital as well. So I was really just sitting here on my own, going like, oh, "What is? What am I to do? <laughs> what am I to do in this world?" That was just cool. Thing. And she was too preoccupied to listen to your story. I mean, how amazing! Too preoccupied, <laughs> having cramps in her little kidneys. Oh. Wrong with you? Oh well, at least you had that. That's a, that's a nice. That's a nice. Yeah. Story. Apart from that, it's been a fairly shite week. That's Fair enough. Well, luckily there's, oh, there's another. I got one my haircut as well. Well, yeah, it's looking, it's looking sharp. It's looking, it's sharp. looking a bit John Moxley. Uh, not is, quite as bad as Moxley. It is a bit. It is a bit. Yeah, but you know, Moxley pulls it off. I think you, you get a leather leather jacket and some jack yeah. and some fags. Yeah. Um. Uh. Yeah. So that's that's a shame. It's a shame that hasn't been a great week though. But you know, we're here. Yeah. We are at the beginning of another one. You know. So um. Hopefully. The world she does keep a turning. Um. Yeah, I've had a. Yeah, we've had a bit of. Funnily, well, not actually not funnily enough. They need another phrase for when it's not funny. Um, 
similarly enough, we've had a, enough. enough, we've had a bit of family strife on our end as well. So I'm I'm back at Mam's house because she's gone up the country to be with the family. Um, uh, so I'm dog sitting in that. The, the, the new dog we have, which I don't think I've talked about that much mm. um, on the show, because since because I've been you know moved out years at this right. stage, so I don't I can't I can't chronicle the adventures of the dog as much. Um, little pup, wonderful little pup, lover, great, but very energetic and very attention hungry, and like right. knows that I'm in the house, but that I've locked her out of my room while I'm doing this. So she may start getting yippy at some stage. So if people hear that, that's what that is. Yeah. Um, so yeah. So I'm anyway. I'm back at the house, which is all right. Just house sitting for for one evening. Um, but yeah, not too much else on the old life go front. Um, uh, yeah, I think it's been I think it's been a relatively quiet one for myself. Yeah, well, we obviously have the dog sitting business, mm. which unfortunately, due to COVID, was kind of we had to close down for a little while. But we will we will reopen. But we have dogs that get very attached to Natty because she'd be in with them all day, and then she'll go to the bathroom or go to get something to eat, like just to step out of the room to grab a banana and come back. And as soon as she leaves the room, they're crying, they're scratching the door, they're, <laughs> oh my god, these dogs, and I'll be in the room with them, and I'm like, am I not enough, I don't satisfy your dog needs? Oh my god. But then every other dog I've known, right, like the, the dogs that are in, in the house here, at uh, Natty's parents' house, perfectly like um, autonomous dogs, yeah. they can just... <laughs> Come in and lie down on the couch, and if you leave, they're just lying there. They don't care. That's how dogs should be. I think the problem is if when you get a little like a lap, I guess lap dogs can be more kind of you know that needy, uh, attention-seeking dogs. The problem that I found with them, because obviously we've had dogs like stay with us for a week at a time, is like when you give them that attention, it only makes them crave it more. <laughs> Yeah, the dog is like a woman. <laughs> it's like a fridge. You have one, you want more. <laughs> they, get, they they get very um, yeah, just starved for attention. You have to be all the time looking at them and petting them, otherwise they cry. Oh, that's why I can't have a baby. Yeah, those things. Those are <laughs> hard work. <laughs> or so I hear. I mean, I don't know. But um, yeah, how about you, Joe? How's the old week been? Uh, not too bad, not too bad. Um, as I mentioned last week, I had my old second COVID jab, so it was a good start to the week. Mm. Um, and then today, Michelle and I both booked the day off of work as Michelle was getting her first haircut since God knows when, years and years. Um, so that was great. I mean, I, I don't want to say that I don't like my job, but whenever I have a day off, I wake up with a tremendous sense of well-being uh, and and gratitude that I don't have to open up the laptop and pretend to care about all that shit. Um, so every day is a, every day is a blessing when you don't have to do that. Um, so we went we went up into into London into the city, which is always a joy. Very very sunny today. Lots of people about. Um, starting to feel a bit more kind of normal um, in terms of how busy it was. Still still not quite, but. Yeah, a lot of fun. So while Michelle was getting a haircut, I just had a big old nice walk around the. Uh, Around the city, um, racked up twenty thousand steps, which is great. I'm doing enough, um, so it's really good. And then we went for a nice meal at a restaurant called Pasyunk Avenue, 
which is okay. a Philadelphia um, style restaurant. So they do like Philly cheesesteaks and right. hoagies and other Ooh. kind of American, you know, Philly paraphernalia. Um, so it was really good. We had we both had um, cheesesteak, the classic cheesesteak, which is very nice. It's like um, kind of shaved ribeye steak in it. Nice sort of Italian bread with uh, right. cheese all over it. And uh, some nice chips, and I had a good old pint of beer, which I haven't had in. Do you have a Yingling? Last time, I don't know what that means, Paul. That's a Philadelphia beer. A Yingling. Yingling. Yeah. Not heard of that one. No, I had a, a. It's one of their own kind of brew. It was a Passion Pale Ale, which went down very, very nicely. But honestly, I don't. Know, it wasn't like that big a meal. But after we'd finished, maybe it was the beer. I was just so full up. Like when we got up to leave, I could barely walk (laughs) i had no energy left in my legs or in my mind to do anything it was it was quite crazy um so we luckily we just walked and got the train home and had a bit of a nap on the train and yeah that's that was that and there's been just a chill chill afternoon so yeah very 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 good day it's funny you mentioned about work joe i did a thing there never done never done this before in the 10 years or so Mm -hmm that I've been at the company where I work now. But Natty yesterday was asleep during the day because she had had her antibiotics or whatever medication. Fucking her up, so she lay down for a while. So I was sitting around, not much to do, and I just decided, I'm just going to do some of me work now and then tell my boss in the morning, it's done already and I'm not doing it tomorrow. (laughs) (laughs) So I basically had it more or less a day off today because mm. I did all my reports yesterday. Yeah, nice. Just I just figured Natty will be awake tomorrow. Yeah. So I can just spend time with her and today while I've done today I'll just do my work. Makes sense. So they, you see my boss was fine with that. All, this, with it, all so. this clocking in nine to five. Nine yeah, to six, no, be doing that, baby. Slept in all morning. <laughs> so it was just kind of a like if you need out and give me a shout if anything's <laughs> happening. But in terms of doing my my, my daily shit, it's ninety percent done already. I'm I'm very jealous of of Joe's day out. I have to say. Yeah, I haven't had a day out like that in literally a year and a half at this point. <laughs> oh yeah, I mean I had a, actually no, I'm not even gonna say like because the thing is, even though it's better than where we are now, like. When we were at that like level three, where it's like you can go and do your ninety-minute meal. I mean, that was shit. I mean, that was so yeah. shit. I can't even. And I, someone who tried my damnedest to enjoy it, because it was like yeah. this is listen, this is the closest thing to normality you're getting. It was absolute dog shit, and I, I, I don't, I, I don't qualify <laughs> that as having a nice day out. Um, right. But at the, yeah. Anyway, listen, we're slowly but surely we're getting. Back we've there. we've only in the in the year and a half. Not year and a half, year, let's say. Yeah. Year since COVID lockdown started. I always say year and a half because a year and a half since I've been to the cinema. I don't know why that's always my qualifier mm-hmm. for the, the the virus. But I think we've only, in the year since it started, we've only been to a restaurant once. And we, we accidentally went on a bank holiday and they had a reduced menu. It's like I couldn't even have a steak or oh, anything. Oh, no. Chicken. Yeah, it was awful. Yeah. Oh, the cinema. I missed the cinema. Oh, the cinema. Rise of Skywalker, the last film I saw <laughs> in the cinema pre, 
pre um, COVID, and then I, I have I saw Tenet in the cinema as well. I'm yeah, like, yeah. you and Tom Cruise. Yeah. <laughs> I went on a Wednesday morning at 10 a.m. So there'd be nobody there. For some reason, I don't know why. I think someone shared it again. I, I watched that video of Tom Cruise going to see Tennis. Um, uh, have you seen this? <laughs> I might have. I don't know. It was just, I, I, I don't know if it was literally just a case of uh, Nolan gave him a ring, which is weird. I don't even think they've worked together ever. Or it was just in like Hollywood, like dickhead solidarity. Tom Cruise was just like in London and he had uh, this comically oversized, like, like fucking Sub Zero mask on his face, like as as you might expect. There's a guy who probably doesn't like breathing the air like normally. Um, <laughs> uh, he there's just a video of him and, and it's on his like I think he has an official Twitter or it was put out by his people. Him in his car talking about, about how excited he is. He goes up to the big tenant poster, like back to the movies, and then he goes into the theater with all the other Brits because it was in it was London. I don't think it was the premiere. I think he just he literally went to a showing of it. Yeah. And if he had a mask on, so you couldn't really tell it was him. It was fucking bizarre. It was just really, really fucking weird. Um, right. And it just reminds me how that got me then thinking about. Remember, like before there was even a vaccine, Christopher Nolan was like, "Nope, you're going back to the cinema. Nope, come on now, out you get. One, in you get there now. I fucking, I worked my whole life to get this, and you're not watching it on your phone. Get in there." Um. All that stuff makes a little bit more sense now where we're, you know, approaching normality. Yeah. But Jesus, God, get out there and watch tennis. Um, anyway, that's Tom Cruise for you. Uh, yeah. we're, not, we're not talking movies yet, though. We're going to talk telly. Um, I haven't watched much telly this week. I watched another episode of Invincible. I'm not, I'm not watching a whole lot at the moment. I need to hurry up and finish uh, Escape at Danny Moore, which I, I'm enjoying, but we... I think I got two episodes of that left, but no, not much telly for me at the moment. What about uh, you, Paul? How is the old Falcone a on Winter Soldier going? Very good at telly. <laughs> um, well, it's taken a little bit of an upturn. Um, okay. I think I said last week that episode four was like decent. I actually really liked the end of episode four. I thought it was very good. Um, it, uh, it it was kind of the closest that kind of show has come to, I guess, your Watchmen slash The Boys feeling of things, where it's like, what if superheroes aren't quite the superheroes you expect them to be? I quite like the ending, and then episode five, I thought also kind of held my attention, whereas episode like episodes two and three, two and three did not. Um, but that's kind of the height of my praise for it is, you know, it holds your attention. It's still kind of an incomprehensible mess. But, uh, it's fine. There's only one more. This, I guess this is Friday is the last one. Uh, I will not miss it. And then we go into Loki, which I'm open, fingers crossed, will be, will be uh, better. And I do like Tom Hiddleston as Loki. But yeah. I wonder if it's going to be a bit of a a Saul Goodman deal where it's like I like him as Loki but mm. do I want to see a whole show just about him not sure we'll see but uh, Falcon Winter Soldier five episodes in we, we've got like one good episode two passable episodes and two stinkers so that's okay. your that's your battering average on it um, batting average I should say um, the thing with Winter Soldier as well is like 
it really doesn't stick in your mind. Like, yeah. I, I, if you, if you ask me to write down a paragraph, like five things that happened in the last episode, I would struggle. Um, yeah, it's it is weird how I feel like uh, when I if I when I check like Twitter on like Friday morning. Like right. the com like specifically comic nerds, not just Marvel movies. The people I follow who I know like are thoroughly invested in that universe and read comic stuff, they have watched it and reacted to it. And that's that's about it. Whereas like with WandaVision, it was like, well, I need to I need to fucking watch this because everyone's talking about it all goddamn day and all weekend. So it, it yeah. it's near impossible. So it was like that was kind of like you got the impression people were bet into it and watching it straight away. And talking about it and getting hyped up about it, you know, even if I wasn't, I still appreciate that people were. Whereas this, it's just, it does seem like now, which is perhaps the aim of Disney Plus, now people are just kind of watching it and then moving on with their day. They're just kind of consuming it, you know what I mean? And that's that's about it. I mean, that's the thing, isn't it? Is that once it's consumed, it's like, right, on to the next thing. Right. Loki's coming and then She Hulk or whatever it is is next. And it's just a constant flow of consumable shite but at least one division had like i i will at least remember one division and there'll be mm. episodes or stories from one division that will I'll, I'll they'll stick in there oh i remember they did like the magic show remember yeah. uh the episode where the the mother from that 70s show yeah the, the boss came for dinner and remember when the guy showed up at the end of episode five like there's bits of it was that, memorable, certainly. Yeah. It was memorable, even though towards the end it, it, the wheels came off. But even memorable. still, but even still, you remember well. Yeah, yeah. The last two episodes are when it became Marvel's slop for Hog. But even when I say like mem- uh, memorable and that I like, oh, remember this, remember this. It's all stuff that I liked about it. Like, mm. oh, I like. Remember all the stuff I liked from the show. Like Falcon Winter Soldier is so box standard. Yeah. Remember that fight? They fought the guy. Yeah. Lots of that. <laughs> we'll need to we'll need to uh, get onto some good telly here soon. We're not watching much good telly at the moment. On the yeah, area. well, unfortunately, speaking of good telly, Lost season four has been on pause while one of the watchers has been at the hospital. So oh, we'll right. get onto that. But uh, Natty is uh, she not up for watching TV quite yet? It makes her a bit nauseous. Mm-hmm. So that's good. The good timing though is like we finished season three. I like anyway to have a little bit of a break to let you know. You know, you finish a season, you want to have the finale of the season kind of rest in your mind, especially if you're not just, like, binging a show straight through. Um, I always like, oh, remember the finale of season two mm. of Game of Thrones or whatever, like season three of Game of Thrones? Um, so I, I like when we hit the season finale, give it, like, a week maybe, and then start the next season rather than going straight into it so that the finale doesn't just feel like a an episode in the middle of it. <laughs> I'm, I'm actually doing that with Cobra Kai. <laughs> I didn't. I don't think oh, I really? reviewed it, but yeah, I finished season two, and I was like, "Oh, what about season three? Season? And I was like, "No, I'm gonna, no, I'm gonna wait. <laughs> I'm gonna have something to look forward to, and then when mm, I watch yeah. it, I'm gonna really like it." So yeah. Well, I've yeah, had yeah. that with other shows. Grey's Anatomy would be one. I'm trying to think of what other examples, but like people have said to me, like, "Oh, remember season two? I'm like, I don't know where it begins or ends. Like, it's just." a long string for me. Yeah, Grey's Anatomy is such a long one that it's kind of hard. That would be very difficult. Well, I don't know what season two or season three. Like, I don't know. Yeah. 
it's a hospital procedural. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Same, like or scrubs. Oh, which season of scrubs is the best? I don't know. They're uh, all identical. Yeah, <laughs> it's kind of like yeah, it's it's more divided into two halves. Like here's when it stopped being good. That's about all I remember. Um, yeah. Anyways, so, um, so, Falcon and Winter Soldier. Look, it's over next week. Hopefully, they have a good finale. But that's when. That's when. Oh, what's that fucking prick? Everyone wants to show up in one division. Last time was when Mephisto's gonna show up. Or Wolverine's gonna be in it. Freaking Dong Man's gonna show up and <laughs> Kite Man. Kite, no, wait, Kite, <laughs> Kite Boy. Oh, I can't remember what he's called. Anyway, um, that's the telly. Anyway, we have been watching movies, lads. Thank God. Um, I watched some movies. I could, I continue. What's that, Paul? Are the Oscars this week? They are either this weekend or yes, this weekend, the twenty sixth or something. Is it? I just saw a trailer for them. I um, I. How are you doing on that, by the way? I'm not doing too bad. I haven't watched any this week, but I'm 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 pretty close. I think the ones I have to watch, still have to watch. Of like again, just doing best picture and maybe one or two of the other ones. Um, right. I gotta watch. Uh, Mank, uh, the Father, Sound of Metal, which I believe Joe has watched. He's going to talk mm-hmm. about it shortly. Looking forward to that. Um, I think those are the three big ones. I think I've seen the others. Uh, and I've seen some of the more kind of down category ones. Like I've, I think I've seen most of the... Well, the animated category is pitiful this year, but I've seen like the, the two notable ones. I've seen Wolfwalkers. Uh, so yeah, I, I, I think I've done, I've done decently well. But uh, more importantly than the Oscars, because I don't care about that. There was a meme going around Twitter today. It's like, pick three of the best picture winners and the rest are erased forever. I was looking at it I was like, fine, okay. Let's take uh, the uh, Moonlight, Parasite, and pff, I don't know, uh, Gladiator. You can toss this in the bin, I don't mind. Um, <laughs> <laughs> probably a bit harsh. Maybe keep Silence of the Lambs as well. But anyway, um, more important than that, I, I have been doing more work to get caught up on the old bop it, pull it, twist it bracket, uh, of which of which we'll be soldiering on later in this episode. This hook. Don't delete this from your podcast app. Uh, so I got I got another one checked off the list. It's, I'm not 100% completion yet, but I'm I'm nearly there. I watched on the old Disney Plus Coco for the first time. Oh, not sure if you've heard of this little film, guys. It's pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's, it's fantastic, isn't it? I mean, it's 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 tremendous. Yeah. Um, it's it is sort of cliche to 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 watch a Pixar film. With, oh, this is. This is Pixar at their best, but that—that's kind. Of, there's they, they fall into two categories. It's either they they fire on all cylinders and it's one of their best, or you, you're massively disappointed um, with very little middle ground. But Coco is certainly on on a first viewing. Uh, it is certainly uh, a fantastic film, and uh, and uh, the other thing, I mean, obviously all the all the great Pixar movies have just tons of heart and great characters and great writing and. And, and they're full of, you know, soul and very real human emotions. But, like, obviously, in the last five years, obviously, I mean, the, the animation is just so stunning. And yeah. I mean, they're... And, you know, Coco is about four or five years old at this stage, and it still looks incredible. Um, it's a tremendous-looking movie, sounding movie. So, yeah, big thumbs up on, on that, obviously. That's, that's been... Remember me. Oh, don't even start me again now. Um, that's that's one that obviously has had its uh, praises sung on here uh, many times. Uh, other films that I watched this week that are not up for Oscars. Actually, one of them might have been. Uh, I watched 
another film I'd never seen before, Aliens. James Cameron's sequel to Ridley Scott's original. Uh, that's tremendous. I really loved it. Um, kind of. I don't even really want to compare it to the first one because it's like they're just different. They're just different genres of film. It is a John Wick one, John Wick two type situation, if you will. Um, whereas the Aliens is a uh, way more expansive and way more about the kind of universe and. Um, and all that. One thing I, I kind of heard it was more kind of actiony, which I suppose it is, but I don't know. I it still felt very much like a horror movie to me. I feel like it's not, it's not kind of you know Ripley diving through the air with two pistols, you know, um, shooting xenomorphs. It's I still found it very tense and very well paced and structured in that kind of way, even though it is uh, a lot more commando-y, a lot more uh, you know. Uh, <laughs> there's tons of. Uh, overly sexualized military people who obviously just want to kill things and ride. You know, you've got, you've got, you've got, you've got those 80s archetypes in there, but I still, I still think it kept tension uh, nice and high. So yeah, that was, uh, that was fantastic. Uh, so with that, I think I have now seen the two good films in that big old franchise. Um, I don't, the first two. The first two, yeah. I, I, so I'm sure at some point I'll get around to see three um, I saw three is a weird one because it's like David Fincher directed it. So Did he? Figure would be good. Yeah, it's not. I, very good. I, I never even heard that. It's not very good. Sure. Yeah, but I heard that. <laughs> it's it, it's maybe his like first or second. Yeah, his first film feature. Yeah. Um. But yeah. Uh, so. I might get around to I might get around to just watch it because like I've seen like Alien vs Predator one, which is shit, but I haven't seen any of the like. The modern ones, like obviously with Prometheus, and then all the sequels to that that they brought back. Yeah. I, I haven't seen any of that stuff. Which well, I, I really, lo- I really liked Prometheus, but it's almost been like meme to death at this point. Where I yeah. feel like if you go into watch it now, you'll have expectations that it's like this silly thing, and, and it kind of is. Yeah. Um, so yeah, watch that. Love that. Uh, good old Jimbo, Jimbo Camero. Um, fair play to him. Uh, and then I watched a a new film, a modern film. Uh, I watched Nobody with the aforementioned Bob Odenkirk, Saul Goodman, um, yeah. which you know is kind of one of the the you know if you if you discount all the Marvel shit, you know it's kind of one of the more buzzworthy films of the first half of the year that doesn't involve a superhero or a license or is a sequel to something. Um, I liked it. It was a pretty solid uh, uh, action film. I, I think I wanted a little bit more from it, um, but it's uh, it's fun. Uh, the the sort of the very loose premises. I think it's I think it's um, uh, kind of trafficking on that that kind of John Wick kind of more stylized version of like Death Wish. Do you know what I mean? That that like. Right. Uh, regular guy who who you fuck with him because you think he's just Joe Schmo, but oh my god, he's, he does karate. Um, like Taken, uh, like Taken, yeah. Uh, um, uh, but but definitely more more wick because the action feels very it's very fast, it's very good, it's very cool, but also very grisly at, at times. It can be a bit gruesome. Um, and uh, Odin Kirk's character, which they do not akin to John Wick, on they they allude to some kind of uh, backstory of him. Uh, shade, proper shady, twenty-four style. Uh, the the best of the best. He's been in every fucking agency ever type thing, but without getting too into the reads on it. They don't. 
they don't um it's not an origin movie it's just it is just kind of that kind of action uh thriller where they just make the vague allusions to hey this guy's this is the guy and he's and he's out of the game he's out of the game <laughs> uh, that's my that's the fucking nobody is the guy that's Saul goodman um <laughs> Breaking bad uh, remind yeah. me barry did you see upgrade or no, I still haven't seen it. That's another one that's because you and multiple other people have told me that it's uh, that it's great. It's, it's very good. Um, so yeah, I, I and it's on it's on the stream and stuff. I don't know why I haven't watched it, but anyway, um, the thing about about nobody was that I, I feel like the, there was there was a little something to it that I think could have really elevated it a bit more. So they kind of you know, whereas John Wick's kind of like this isolated loner who has his wife and then his wife dies. Like uh, um, Odenkirk's character is kind of a sort of tragic, bored of his life, midlife crisis, da. And okay. that's kind of the hook, and is like he's got kind of like this loveless relationship and this kid who, I mean, the kid has like three lines in the movie. They don't do anything with the kids. And then, but then, then it's like, but he's secret, he's secretly uh, John Wick. And then he, then he, he, something reactivates Wick mode, and then there's loads of fighting. And it's like, they just, they don't really do as much with that premise as I kind of would have liked. And you might think it's not really important, but it's also, you know, it's not wall, it's not wall to wall action. It's not nonstop. You know, there is plenty of other stuff in it, but it just never, it doesn't, I don't think it uh, uh, delves deep enough into, into the character stuff, which I was kind of surprised by. And to that end, I think, I think Bob Odenkirk is good in it. But I don't think he's like amazed. I don't think it's like, oh my God, Bob Odenkirk's a fucking movie star now. It's great. Uh, you know, it's, he's good. He's good. But I was, I was, I was, I was, I think I was just expecting a bit more from the whole thing, but it is, it is good. The, uh, the final act is bonkers. You know, it, it'll satisfy your, your, your action nuts, such as myself. I mean, I, I love a good action movie. Christopher Lloyd is in it, playing his dad. Um, he's great. Great to see him again. He's very good in it. Um, you know, back to the future heads, Joe, I think you'll really appreciate it because he's, he's a bit more subdued in it, but he has, he, there's 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 a there's a drop of Doc Brown in there. I would say there's a drop of it. Um, he's not playing it too um too straight. But yeah, uh, thumbs up. I'd say people check it out. As I say, I, I think I'm m- might be sounding a bit more negative on it because I, I was really looking forward to it. I was maybe a bit too hyped up, and then it's you know a good action movie. It's not um it's mm. also only ninety minutes long, which is a bit oh, awesome. so blessing, blessing. That's a that's a lost art right there. Uh, that is how my... many how many camera cuts are there in this film? Is it is it taken level of? Uh... No, it's actually much more. Uh, it's it's much more reserved. Okay, thankfully, I'm trying to think. Is there? They don't do the the thing that that the the, the the trendy kids direct an action movie try to do, which is the long take. There are a couple of movies in the last couple of years that have tried mm-hmm. to do the action long take. There's that episode of Daredevil. Actually, I think they would do. They did one episode a season of that Daredevil show where they had a long take fight scene. Um, which sounds gimmicky, but they were all good. To be fair, uh, Extraction with Chris, Chris Hemsworth had like a car chase that was all one take. Uh, I'm I'm speaking dismissively about this. These are all great examples. I'm just, these are all great things. <laughs> True Detective. Me. True Detective. These are all great things that I loved. Yeah. Anyway, um, no, no, it's it's actually it's quite um, it's it's pretty well it's pretty well directed. I think it's a debut or it's a feature debut for that director. I'm not sure, but yeah, it's not. It's uh, it's it's well choreographed and it's well. Um, it's well directed, well shot. Mm-hmm. So yeah, thumbs up on that one. Um, and that's my movies for the week. Uh, Joe, do you want to talk yeah. about your your contribution to the Oscar movie uh, roundup? Yeah, I mean, so a lot of these seem to be appearing on the um, 
on the streaming networks, probably because they're all made by Amazon and Netflix, it seems. <laughs> so, so, yeah. um, so we did <clears throat> we did watch Sound of Metal, which stars Riz Ahmed as a drummer in a very loud uh, metal band. Um, so him and his girlfriend, who is the kind of lead singer of this band, are driving around in a, I guess you call it like a Winnebago type deal, a big you know trailer type thing. They're driving around America doing gigs. Um, when one day, and I think it, uh, unless I kind of missed a bit, I think it was quite out of the blue. He wakes up and he's lost hearing, um, most of his hearing in his ears. Um, and that's really kind of what kicks the story story off. And it's really about him, his hearing loss, considering the fact that he's a drummer in a metal brand and his whole career, his whole life is about loud noises and being able to hear things. He now suddenly is unable to hear. And it, it's a story really about his kind of acceptance of um, the condition or, or coming to terms with it, coming to understand it, coming to figure out, you know, what do I do about this? You know, is there a surgery? Do I have to learn to live with it? How does this affect my relationship, my career and everything? Um, I thought it was, it was quite, an, it was an enjoyable film, but it kind of lacked something for me. Like I thought Riz Ahmed was really good, but there was just something within the story where it didn't quite get, to any a kind of a next level it just kind of it just kind of kept going and there's really interesting kind of support characters at this um center for for you know the hearing impaired that he goes to and i thought there's some really kind of strong characters and interesting relationships there but it doesn't kind of fully commit to that or to another another sort of angle so um i kind of kind of thumbs in the middle slightly up i gave it i think it went three and a half stars um okay. i thought it was also a little bit um, the performances were a little bit kind of Oscar-y. You know what I mean? It's a little bit, a little bit, <laughs> yeah. a, a lot of acting going on in that movie um, and not always particularly a lot of kind of substance for the characters. I don't think. Yeah. Right. right. But um, yeah, I thought it was very good. I think maybe in other years it probably wouldn't be uh, bothering the, the Oscar list. But yeah, this year, d- d- a, good one, a good one to watch. Definitely enjoyed it. I think Riz Ahmed always brings something. So a little bit, little bit of an X factor to his characters. So I always enjoy watching him. And uh, yeah, so we watched this week. Yeah, I love the hours I made. Um, uh, yeah. Uh, so what about you, Paul? What have you been watching this week? Uh, just the one for me. But before I do, I just want to mention since we were talking about weird directors of alien movies. So David Fincher did Alien mm. Three, right? Prior to doing Seven. Uh, oh, we did any idea. Well, cool. <laughs> ah, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'll give you that one. They are on like seven, right? Seven would be the next one. Um, oh, God. Not, not counting AVP. Main lines, so you know what? One, Aliens, three, and then. Resurrection, and Re- Prometheus, and Covenant, right? Yeah. Was, was there only one after Prom- Prometheus? Jeez, I feel like there's been yeah. three in the last 10 years. Well, Alien Resurrection, right? What if I told you it was directed by the same person who directed Amelie? Oh, well, I don't know any... I haven't seen Amelie, so they they, they, they could both be alien monster movies, for all I know. <laughs> Jean-Pierre Jeunet. He did Alien. Um, he did Alien Resurrection. Okay. Yeah. yeah, I've only seen one of his films, not Amelie, weirdly. I saw Mick Mac. Oh, yeah. Very good. Yeah. Very good French comedy. But anyway. uh, he also did Delicatessen, also movie. Anyway... I saw, speaking, we were talking about John Carpenter's films recently when we discussed The Thing. 
on Brick Brack, Brick and Bracket. Uh, so I watched another John Carpenter film, They Live. Mm. Uh, also, a film starring a wrestler, uh, Roddy Piper, in the lead role. Um, somehow I've just never took the time to watch mm. They Live. I've seen uh, Escape from New York, I've seen The Thing, I've seen Halloween. Um, they Live is probably probably one of my one of my favorites of Carpenters. Mm. I think it. Um, I think Roddy Piper is really good at it. First of all, mm. much better than I expected he was gonna be. Uh, he's also <laughs> more ripped than I ever saw him during his wrestling career. He got real musty for this film. Uh, Keith David is also in it. He's also very good at it. Um, but mostly what I like about it is the John Carpenter direction. I really like the, it's got like a slow plodding John Wayne-y kind of score to it with like mouth organ harmonica over the top of it. Right. Kind of suits the tone of the film really well. Um, one thing that I would say about They Live, which I also thought about Velvet Buzzsaw, which is the last film that I watched. They both almost feel like feature-length episodes of The Twilight Zone. Okay. For better or for worse. Yeah. yeah. Um, they Live definitely has that kind of... Not only because of the, the way the story goes, um, which if you've never seen They Live or don't know anything about it, it's uh, Roddy Piper's character who's called John Nada. Um, he through a series of events, comes across a pair of sunglasses which allow him to see the, ru- the world for it, how it really is, ruled by aliens. Um, it's, it, it's, it's a really kind of like Twilight Zone or Tales of the Unexpected style, like write a wacky concept on a napkin and make a show out of it. <laughs> yeah, it's it. very that. It's like very... I guess it's like they, they, it's very thin in that they stretch that idea over. It's it's not a very long film. It's only uh, an hour thirty four, I think. But like even with that short runtime, towards the end, I I was definitely feeling like right. They've 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 stretched this uh, this concept as far as it's gonna go. Now that being said, I really did like the like first hour. I thought it was really good. From you know, Roddy Piper shows up at this like. Um, looking for jobs. He's going into like the, the job um, center, seeing if there's any work around. He comes to, across a construction site, starts working there, befriends uh, one, of the, one of the workers there. And then that night, there's weird stuff going on. There's hackers taking over the TV broadcast. Blah, 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 blah. And it's really like, it's really intriguing, really well done. I like the, I like the look of it. I, I, I particularly like the kind of 50s throwback look of it, which again plays into that twilight zone feel i like the everyone in the world must have seen at this point how the the aliens look with the kind of skull style face with the big exaggerated eyes um and then once it kind of makes that revelation and he gets the sunglasses and he's he's then trying to like convince people oh we need to stop him da 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 that's where the film starts to okay we we've reached this point what do we do with it now and it doesn't really go anywhere okay much much more interesting than that but for an hour and a half movie where the first like 50 55 minutes is really good and the last half an hour is like okay i was happy enough with it i think i gave it like a 7 if if 
if they had kind of come up with more interesting ideas for its like climax, it probably would have would actually be up there with the top uh, John Carpenter films. As it is, it's like it's a very, it's a very good one. It's a very interesting one, even though it's it's a little bit silly. It's a little bit on the nose with its um, social commentary, right? But still, in a, in a good, memorable way, hmm. and uh, it's got good performances. And even though I read a review that was like the performances are dreadful, I actually quite like the performances. And I thought Roddy Piper in particular is very good hmm. as you know a lumbering drifter. Like he's, he play, plays it well. He plays it with like a charisma. He's got a horrible mullet, <laughs> but he plays it well. Um, so yeah, I, I mean, I would recommend they live, especially if you enjoyed, if you've seen any other Carpenter films, uh, the yeah. thing made for New York. Yeah. If you enjoyed them, definitely check out they live. It's got some real uh, iconic lines in it. Um, chew bubblegum, kick ass. Uh, you better put them sunglasses on. Or you eat that trash can. Yeah. It's got good, good, good shit in there. It's got good shit in there. You killed me. I want Hackman's Rosal. There's there's good shit in there. Yeah. Um, I was surprised but it, 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 when I watched it. I, I thought, because Roddy Piper's in it, I thought, oh, it's going to be a really you know typical shit wrestler movie. But it's, it's yeah. actually a proper movie. It's like really good, yeah. you know, proper sci-fi kind of horror movie. So yeah, big thumbs up for that. Yeah. I, I, I was very... Not even necessarily surprised, but like, I was like oh, I'm surprised how into it I was yeah. early on. Even though I was thinking this film is like is real dumb because <laughs> it's despite it's like you know it's social commentary. It's by no means like a, a razor sharp satire. It's, it's like very on the nose. No, that's why that's why uh, everyone from all walks of life think they are the main character in the movie, and that everyone else is the alien. <laughs> Like, 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 God bless John Carpenter in this movie, but it's like, every, well, it's like, it's like, it's like, I'm the protagonist of reality. All these other people are the aliens. And I, hmm, why, and it, and why is no one else talking about this? You know, I will say though, when he first gets the sunglasses, he like puts them on and takes them off like a hundred times. Like, <laughs> and it's just like too much. Like we get it. He, he, when he puts the sunglasses on, the, the newspaper says, eat the slop piggy. It doesn't say what's on it, you know, <laughs> but they have to show it to you a hundred times. So you get it. Oh, uh, you see the glasses help them see what's actually happening. Um, but yeah, it's good fun. It's good fun. That's all I watched this week. I, I watched it last night. Yeah. It's been a, uh, Solid week of the movies there. Looking at that there list, uh, we can jump in to the game guff here as well. A quiet week for the games, like the TV. I haven't played much. Played Outriders with my pals on Friday. It's it's good. It's still broken. Wish they. <laughs> That's what it is. I wish they'd fix it a bit quicker. But game making games is hard, and it it works well enough that we can jump on and have a few beers on a Friday. So that's fine. Uh, yeah, not playing much else. What about yourself, Paul? Uh, well, finished Return of the Oberdin. Oh, so you got okay, yeah. Now that so let me to my to my knowledge, is that a multiple endings or you or what's what's the deal on that? Oh, I'm not sure. I, I I'm, not I, sure. I'm not sure. Or, or is it, I think it's a thing where you can get it. I don't know because I again I've I've tried to absorb bits of it through osmosis without having it spoiled on me. Right. Uh, does it tell you like because you're an investigator? So does it like tell you, oh, you got this right, you got this wrong? What's the what's the end game? Well, yeah, it's, it's telling you during the game if you got right. stuff right. Okay. Okay. So 
So I talked about last week the concept of the game, and I, I won't go over it too much again. But you're you're investigating what happened on this ship that went missing. Okay, uh, and you have sixty people that you need to investigate. Who were they, and what happened to them? So you have to identify them by name on like this, like. Um, artist sketch you have to say okay this person is john matthews he was stabbed by this person peter whatever right and for every three that you get correct the game will tell you three fates correct and it locks them in so you know for your other investigations i know that this one is right that's who that person is definitively and so on another one where you maybe were split between two people you now know who the other one is, and you can kind of take it from there. Um, what I will say about it is that it is very difficult, first of all, okay? Right. And I would almost, like, obviously I highly, highly recommend it, but I would say go in your first playthrough not trying to solve it 100%, because you won't. Um, there is one big clue, which I was unaware of until after I'd played the game, which will help you to identify like 15 people, but I didn't know about it. There's like a, a, a marker, a, a specific kind of marker that would help you identify certain people, but I didn't know. And so when I found all the memories, I think I had solved correctly like 18 of the fates out of 60. Uh, and I've read a review of somebody who had beat the game with like 15, so I was doing slightly better than them, about a third. But for me, I was like, how am I supposed to work out who all these other people are? And I, I wasn't realistically going to spend um, another three hours doing, you know, um, Charlie Day with the red eyes. <laughs> so what I did was I said, right, I, I've for all intents and purposes beat the game, right? Um, but what I'll do is, to, in order to like finish a story, I will just look look at a guide... And like fill out the list, but without looking at how it was worked out, or like essentially without giving myself any information that I would actually retain for the next playthrough. Right. Right. So I just I just was like, uh, okay, person number one is this person. This was their fate, and I'm just filling it out completely mindlessly, filling it out, um, just to like complete the game and get to the very last bit of the game. But I I'm completely of the mind that like while i finished it i will go back and play it again with the more understanding of the game i have now how it works what i need to be looking out for and the certain markers that i wasn't aware which is really going to help me as well because at the end of my first playthrough i got you know i get to the end and i have like obviously whatever 30 40 people to identify and there's like 10 of them are just like uh midshipsmen and i don't know how to tell them apart like how am i supposed to know which one's which and so i, I just i i played the game for three hours i think three hours more or less i was really into it but it, i wasn't up for that kind of like okay now let me get the 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 sheet out the, the excel yeah. file out here and start the, 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 you know i wasn't i wasn't necessarily in the mood for that kind of game but like i said uh i don't have a even though I looked at a guide to fill fill out the the names, I don't feel like I was necessarily spoiled on anything because I'd I'd experienced all the memories firsthand, and um, I will go back and I will um, revisit the memories I played the first time, knowing stuff that I'd worked out myself during the game. Going, okay, actually, I know this is the captain already, so I can now pay attention to other things that I maybe wasn't paying attention to the first time. But it's great. The atmosphere is 
excellent. I love the look of the game. I love the kind of working out the puzzles and the satisfaction you get from correctly working something out. I will say though, some of the um, some of the answers it wants you to give aren't shown to you that clearly. Like some of the the fates, it, it kind of splits hairs on exactly what happened. So you you will have put like. Um, you know, eaten by a monster. And it says, no, no, we wanted you to put clawed by a monster. And you're like, well, can you not just have, like, the monster got, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Because it's, it's, it's giving you that's not correct because you don't have exactly the right. Now, generally, it's it's not too picky for that. And in fact, I think for some of them, it will accept, like, one of a multiple of, of fates. But I found for one or two of them that I had the wrong one just because I hadn't picked exactly the one they wanted, which was a bit frustrating. But uh, no, it's a great game. It's a game unlike anything I've played before. Um, well worth, uh, well, well recommended for anyone who's into like walking sims or that kind of like yeah. puzzle game. Big, 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 big thumbs up. Um, but now I'm in the mood for a different kind of game. So I've revisited ukulele on Switch this time. Hmm. This is the so uh, start- original ukulele? The original ukulele. By Playtonic Games, mm. so I'm, I'm sure I've done a, re- a, a review of ukulele yeah. before because I played, I played a handful of hours on the PlayStation. Uh, never beat it. Got, got onto some other game, never went back to it. And I think it's more a Switch game anyway. It's a, it's a game that I'll play like sitting in bed, uh, collect a couple of, you know, the equivalent of like stars in Mario. Collect a couple of pages and turn it off. Play it for like twenty minutes. It's very much that kind of game. Um. So ukulele, I, I'm like three hours into it now. It's a game that wasn't super well reviewed when it came out. Um, insofar as you know, platformers have moved on <laughs> since the 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 Nintendo 64 era. Yeah. Um, but you know, and as a throwback to that kind of game, which really doesn't exist anymore, I think it's really good. I think it's, it it really captures the feeling of. Banjo Kazooie and Banjo. Well, I never played Banjo Tooie. Assuming that Banjo Tooie is like more Banjo Kazooie, it definitely recaptures that feeling. Um, one thing I worked out very early on this playthrough is that you can. There's an option to shorten the um, the voices that the characters have. You know the way they they talk in like a simlish style. Yes, yeah. Ba 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 ba. Which when you when it does it for the whole sentence that they're saying, yeah, it just is like ear melting awful but there's an option that you just go like blah 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 and then the whole phrase will come up which is much 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 better um now one thing that i've already accepted starting this game which is something that i don't often accept lately when playing games is i'm not going to 100 percent this game it's I, I i don't want to um it is it is a collectathon game but i'm just going to do not necessarily the bare minimum but i'll get like whatever I need to beat the game and maybe just through playing it get a bit more than that. But I'm not going collecting every single because there's like 200 f- feathers on every level. I'm not gonna. <laughs> I'll play enough of the game. I'll beat it and then I'll move on to the um, the sequel, which I'm even more excited about because that's a like Donkey Kong Country style uh, game, which I love. Love Donkey Kong Country one, two, and three. I do like Banjo Kazooie. I don't love it as much as I love those Donkey Kong games, but I do. I do like it. So, no, U- ukulele. Um, if I was to like criticize it, 
I would say that sometimes you're you're really like fighting with the camera. The camera definitely feels like the biggest throwback of the right. game because it's just it's just hard to control sometimes. But the game itself, I don't think is deserving of the flack it got. I think it's a perfectly good uh, platformer and definitely in the style that they were attempting to do, like a throwback to to Banjo Kazooie and the like. Um, I think it's it's absolutely that. Um, and so that that's what I wanted it to be. And then, you know, therefore I'm happy with it. So thumbs up. Yeah. But I'm not going to understand it. I'm not doing it. No, no, don't do that. Don't do that. I, I, it's a weird one. I, I, I feel like most of the the hardcores who, who backed that thing because it was a Kickstarter game, I, I feel like they were happy with it because they got what they wanted. Do you know what I mean? They got their, yeah. they got their faux rare thing. And yeah, most of the people kind of looked at it and oh, this isn't. Yeah, well, I mean, it's made by people who worked for Rare. Yeah, so I mean, that was that was that, the, you know? that was the pitch, and that was such an of the era thing. It was people coming over from this other team without the IP they made famous. But look, we'll make another one. We'll make another one. You give us some money. Um, well, yeah, and that's fine, you know. Um, and, and I think yeah, it's, it's a very niche game, to be sure. I wonder. I, I don't know who was involved because they put out. There's a ukulele 2D game. That's like yeah, that's, I have that the endless layer or, or whatever it's called, and that's like much more favorably regarded. But I, I don't know, I don't know if that's the same team or they just licensed it out or something. But um, I ooh, I don't know actually. It's it's, it's I, I I did buy that on Switch as well. So I think I have it. On, I think I've it downloaded because it's on Game Pass. But I like with ten other things. I haven't actually started it. But um, yeah, it's the, I, I, they they developed both of them. Yeah. Oh, did they? Interesting. So they 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 flicked back to two D after that. That's interesting. Um, yeah, I do like that as it approaches. They did the Banjo Kazooie clone, and then they do a Donkey Kong Country clone. Yeah. Like, yeah right. <laughs> What's next? Goldeneye. Yeah, I'm glad they. Uh, I'm glad they found their. Piece. We already have our Goldeneye clone, which is in the news in the last week. The Time Splitters two 4K version found oh, within yeah. another game. Yeah. In like a shite game that nobody bought, like Homefront. <laughs> yeah. The Homefront sequel. I adore Time Splitters 2 for what it's I I I have hundred percent of that game on the GameCube. I feel like there was some story around the time THQ Nordic was formed and buying all the licenses. They were swearing they were gonna make another one and then someone was like, You don't own that, shut up. And I don't think I can't I don't yeah, know. Well, Time Splitters is just this weird thing in the ether for the last twenty years where no one yeah. I love I love that though that like Rare, which as a company had so much cachet back in the day, that all their people like left and formed these other companies, and now they're just like spread out all over the world. You have a core of them, obviously, at Platonic Games. Yeah. But even Time Splitters Two was like Free Radical, I think it was. Yes. And you had yeah. all like David David Doak and Graham Norgate, all the people who worked on Goldeneye, make made Time Splitters Two. That's why it's so good. Oh, I need to play that. I want to play Time Space Two again now. Look what you did. To me. I wonder. I wonder is that fucking uh, is that Homefront game? Is that now like eighty quid on eBay? Uh, <laughs> it might well be. Is, not. It's, it's like a, it's a PS4 game, so I can assume you could just go get it right now on the PS4 for twenty quid. I would imagine. What's it called? Homefront. Homefront: The Revolution, I believe. Um, okay. I'm going to check on eBay now. Um, uh, well, there's an Xbox. One version going for five euro. <laughs> yeah, that's I suppose the game. The game came out too recently to be rare, I guess. Um, but yeah, like, do you a- know is is Time Splitters two available anywhere? Is that on Game Pass or anything? That is that is not available on any modern devices. I don't believe. 
Um, Luckily, I still own my original copy. I was about to say, yeah, you, you, you probably have. I mean, I'm trying to think. I don't even know if it ever came out on PC. It's one of those ones where I'm certain you could emulate it quite easily. Um, no, it was only on PS2, Xbox, and GameCube. Yeah, I think of those ones, I believe, like... Because PS2 is still very difficult to do. I think GameCube emulation is supposed to be the easiest. Yeah, we, Dolphin. So people are... You can probably play that. But yeah, I mean, you have that version. That was, I have it on GameCube, so <laughs> that'll do me. That story was kind of like a, a days of yore video gaming thing. Stuff of legend, because it was like rumored that it was in there and then some coders like found it and then they confirmed it was in there but it was it was unlocked with a cheat code which they didn't tell people what it was and so then people had to figure out how to get it again very you know very 15 years ago way of doing things um yeah yeah, it's in there it's in 4k apparently like oh what a a weird thing i will Um, definitely revisit time splitters this week Oh my god, I love that game. I love, I love, and I never, I never played much of it multiplayer, which apparently was the thing. But I loved, I loved the, the single player. Oh, I, I was a fiend for the for the multiplayer on that. Um, I used, to, I used to not play it as a shooter. I used to play, we used to play like, um, it was called like flame tag on it, and then there was virus mode, which was like if you, if you were caught, you're on with them, whereas tag was more just tag, you know, caught and you're it. Yeah, and we just run around with um, no guns and just chase each other around the levels. I also, sorry, I also bought Time Splitters Future Perfect on Xbox, only to find that because I didn't have an original Xbox, I only had Xbox 360. Only to find it, ooh, it wasn't backwards compatible, oh, so I said this, this this disc I could never play. It wasn't on that list. Oh, I remember I remember no. having that that list bookmarked on my 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 big old shitty Windows XP. Yeah, uh, Future Perfect, Perfect didn't come out on GameCube. It only came out on Xbox and PS2. Yeah, that was a great game. Um, um yeah but i mean even like i loved it but i think the, and i think most people loved it but i think the consensus is two was the two was the boy two is the yeah i Absolutely. feel like in this day and age of everything coming back i i there'll probably be another time there's some stage that it can't yeah uh, they fucking re-released stubs the zombie this calendar year so i know they do stubs zombie but nintendo won't fucking bring metroid back come on let's <laughs> metroid 4 was it i was like five years ago this they won't even let you keep mario 35 never mind i can <laughs> put out a new metroid um anyway f-zero oh, anyway. uh best jump into our emails here snubbed from last week because of time constraints if you boys want to, to kick us off here uh, have you got an email? Tom? I do not have an email. No email. I have. I have an email here from El Hijo del McAvoy. Subject: Picky Eater. Hello. I like where this is going. Good evening. After your incredible, incredible review of chips with anything on them, uh, and the fact you don't put anything on your burgers, and that you dislike cheese, <laughs> kick me when I'm down, Scott. I'm wondering how picky of an eater you were when you were younger. I'd say when you're a child, but I'm not sure you've outgrown that label yet. Wow. Okay. This goes for all you lads. Is there a food that your significant other loves that you just can't stand? Well, was I a picky eater when I was younger? Yes, for sure. But I had like, and obviously I don't remember this. This was, this was prior to my consciousness that I currently live inside of. Right. I would like, sit down for dinner and I'd be given something and, you know, I would eat. I, I used to eat, actually, I used to not, not be so picky, but I would eat something and then I would just, like, <laughs> be sick. 
<laughs> and then I wouldn't eat it anymore. Um, I've one one um, memory particular, right? And here's here's if if you guys want to know seriously how picky I I I can be, right? Um, I only like milk out of the carton. I don't like Ooh. milk out of a plastic bottle. What? I think it tastes it tastes different. Mm. As it, it has a different to it, right? Oh. And I used to get uh, minded after school uh, at a friend's house. A friend of mine, his his mother used to watch us after school for like three hours until my parents came back from work. And she used to give us like milk out of the plastic bottle with our dinner, right? Dinner was fine, but the milk plastic bottle. And we were too young to like, we couldn't go up and say, don't give us this shite, give us some water or something instead. But I remember vividly having that milk and just being sick. And then I couldn't have it anymore because I was sick. So I think that's kind of a recurring thing in my, in my childhood is certain foods would make me throw up. Mm-hmm. And then my little child psychology wouldn't allow me to eat it anymore. But um, to this day, I won't have milk out of the bottle. Mm. I don't know. I don't know why. It just it, had, it, it, it doesn't have the same taste. And so I don't like it. But I do be having... Milk and my cereal. Um, what else? Uh, so yeah, I mean, that being said, as far as I am now, like I eat a lot of vegetables. I like, I like your parsnips, your carrots, your lettuce, your rocket, or whatever rocket's called in America. Uh, spinach, le- lamb's lettuce, watercress. A lot. Of, like I, it's all great. It's all great. And I didn't eat all that when I was a kid, uh, but now I do. So, but I I won't have anything on my burgers or on my chips. Um, is there a food that your significant other loves that you can't stand? Hmm. Mm. See, despite the, the fact that I'm a picky eater, I don't know. There, there's only a handful of food foods that I can't stand. Like I mentioned last week, like mayonnaise and coleslaw. Hmm. Can't be doing with them. Tuna as well. Mm. I used to I used to always get stuck at school sitting next to a kid eating, eating a smelly <laughs> tuna sandwich. Tuna kids. Oh god, stinky tuna kid. Um is there anything else I, I really can't stand? I don't think she, Natty eats like I think she likes mayonnaise, but she doesn't eat a huge amount of it. I think the closest is maybe like fish. Like so you, not not necessarily you know fish in general, but sometimes you can get a real stinky fish. Mm. She'll be eating. I'll go into the kitchen. She has some smelly fish done up, and I'm like, ah. But that'd be it. Yeah, I'm not a um, big lover of seafood. Um, bit of cod, bit of tuna, bit of salmon. I might have, but yeah, anything that comes in a shell. <laughs> I'm sorry, right. I will not be partaking in that. Clam. It looks like it looks like a big uh, insect. I will not be eating that. Thank you. <laughs> Throw it back in the sea where it belongs. There's Michelle's. She, Michelle will eat anything. She's not a fussy eater. Oh really? Will, yeah, I think it's anything she doesn't like. So papaya. Well, I, papaya. <laughs> I had a girlfriend once who Ooh. would eat. Ooh. Ooh, look at you go. <laughs> I had a girlfriend once who would eat like the fish's head and the eyes. Oh, what? Yeah. Gollum. <laughs> well, apparently, no. She would cook like the fish entirely and eat like the whole thing, stripped just down to the bones. God, Tom the cat. 
she'd be eating the fish's eyes and eating the fish's head and I'm just going like well, well why am I in this relationship again <laughs> anyway she's long gone hit the bricks bitch she'd be eating the eyes and Joe Rogan would pop out and be like 60 seconds 60 seconds okay <laughs> no I mean she wasn't like bad but that was definitely a thing that I was like mm-hmm. I don't know if I could be doing with this yeah fair enough um um, Barry? Uh, just, I mean, the only thing, like, obviously, I think the obvious bone of contention can often be pizza toppings. Right. Um, and now, I, I know I'm a picky eater, so I try and, and, and throw Brona a bone and make, listen, if you want to get peppers or whatever the fuck, or mushrooms, that's fine. <laughs> but the thing, I just, I can't. The thing, I, I don't even want to see and have to pick them up, olives. I don't uh, want to see olives on the pizza. Come on, yeah. give me, cut me, right. cut me some slack. Cut me some slack. Like, I'll, 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 I'll eat... The peppers, more often than not, I might pick off one or two if it's a bit too much. I'm not, I don't even want. I don't want the olives. They just look disgusting. Right. Um, yeah. So that's that's the one that jumps out at me. Uh, we then have a pick one. Oh. Okay. Will Smith, Will Ferrell, and Will Bill Murray. Will <laughs> Ferrell Murray. That's that. I think that's a, that's one of the better ones we've had in a while. Um, I'm gonna rule rule out Will Ferrell because I'm not generally a big. Fan. I like a couple of his films, but not. Yeah. Not well, I feel similarly about. I don't know what it is about Bill Murray. Like I, I really like some of Bill Murray's films, but there's something about him that I just. Maybe he's not, but I have in my head that he's like, he's probably a, a real grumpy bastard. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think he is. I think I feel like I feel like if you watch his his modern like press interviews, he's just he's just showing up proper. I had to. I was told I had to come here and do this right. energy. Uh, he shows up in any old shite these days as well, movie wise. Like you know, like you. I feel like I feel like the nerds really would have loved if he took a stand against that shitty Ghostbusters movie. Yeah. And this next year, but he was in it. and He was promoting it because it's. It's check, baby. Bill shows up when you pay him. He's like Brock Lesnar, you know. He just shows up. Right. Um. I get. I get. I get miserable bastard vibes off him as well. He. He, he seems. But I get. That, look, that's not what we're rating. We're, we're talking. But, but then that being said, Will Smith probably has the worst filmography of the three of them. So. Yeah, I have an old soft spot for Will Smith. I think he's. I like him a lot, but when I really, really think about his movies, I don't know. Yeah. I never saw that Muhammad Ali movie. It was it was alright. It was I I wasn't crazy about it. It was fine. Yeah, uh, Men in Black. I might have been too young when I saw it as well because I, I saw it in the cinema when it came out. Yeah, so I might have been too young to properly get it. <sighs> I probably I'd probably have to go for Grumpy Old Murray. Yeah, I agree on Murray for Scrooge. He's in all the Wes Anderson films and Scrooged. Yeah. Although Caddyshack's a big old heap of shit. Um, I might, I might go. Uh, just because Smith doesn't have the depth, and I, I, th- I might go Feral, even though I'm not, I don't, I'm not, I, I'm not super strong on Feral. I, I think he's, yeah, he's big screamy. Will he's like the most? If I, if someone said who's like a fucking fifty-fifty actor, you know what I mean? You love half of films, you hate half of it. He'd be yeah. the first thing that come to mind. 
true. Uh, no, I, I, I do like feral in some sense, like Mugatu in Zoolander and the like. Yeah, I I feel like I feel like old he school. he is great, but it's kind of similar enough to Murray. I feel like he just says yes to any old shite, and he is in some fucking <laughs> shit. I mean, he's just in some shit. Sure. But like his, I, he, he when he's on, he's fucking amazing. You know. Um, right. Um, no, email number two. Scott again. Uh, did The Rock direct Godzilla vs. Kong? <laughs> a subject. Uh, he didn't, Scott. I'd say right oh, he'd right. love that. He'd love to get into directing. Uh, shit like that as well. It would absolutely be shit like that. <laughs> Good afternoon. I can't find his name in the credits, but did The Rock have anything to do with Godzilla vs. Kong? I mean, he did the Rampage movie. Well, I don't think he directed that one either, Scott, to be honest. Uh, although yeah, you make a point that for Ontense purposes he did. He did the Rampage movie and changed the ending so George DeGrillo was kept strong at the end. That is true. <laughs> uh, and it seems like no, no matter how many times Godzilla beat up Kong, the gor- the gorilla kept coming back. It's like Kong was the inspiration for John Cena. Um, Guillermo del Toro wants to combine the Pacific Rim franchise with the Godzilla Kong monsterverse. Ugh. Are there any other movie franchises you'd like to see combined? Kingsman and James Bond, V for Vendetta, and Handmaiden's Tale, Finding Nemo and Jaws. Well, Handmaiden's Tale isn't a film; is it? It's a TV series. Is it? Right? Uh, Handmaiden's Tale isn't that like a BBC? Know. What's Handmaiden's Tale? I think you're right. TV I think, series. I think you're right. Yeah, it's a TV series. Yeah. But we'll allow. It. I, I haven't seen it, and I also haven't seen V for Vendetta, so I don't know what that means. Um. Finding Nemo and Jaws. Uh, well, Pacific Rim is already dead in the water with that horrible sequel it had. Um, any other franchise you'd like to see combined? Kingsman and Bond? No. Even though I, I did like the first Kingsman, I never saw the second one. Second one's alright. Um, Finding Nemo and Jaws? Well, there's already sharks in Finding Nemo, isn't there? Ah, uh, yes. That's true. Uh, Any other crossover movie franchises? Um, uh, Batman and National Treasure. <laughs> Alien and Predator. <laughs> I was kind of, Batman and Superman. I, I was kind of thinking the other day, I was like, God, we're getting into the territory now where with the comic book stuff, it, it, it really is just all that's left to do is to do cross like DC Marvel mm. stuff. Uh, right. And the funny thing is, I do think in our lifetime we probably will see it, but just when there's another big merger, just when another, when one of the corporations eats the other, then you'll get your Batman Spider-Man movie, you know. Uh, yeah. Batman Avengers. Batman Avengers. Yeah. I don't even know what that would look like, but then that's that's decades oh. away. I would say. Shit. Batman would just be doing shit comedy. Um, so. Yeah, but I mean, yeah. I, 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 I mean, you saw it already. It was Justice League original cut. Yeah, I could do it a break from. From hyper serious DC, but I don't know if I wanted to go all, all, all that that extreme. Where um, okay, picture this. Here's my hilarious scene. Okay, um, Joker and uh, I don't know what's what the Avengers fight. A robot. Joker and a robot are um, flying over um, Gotham, and they're getting ready to shoot a big laser into the sky and turn everyone into Joker. And and um, Peter Parker, he's he's there like. Okay, so what we should do is, and stick with me on this. Um, I zip up there because you know I'm Spider Man, and, you know, and I can just um, bam, 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 bam with my webs, and uh, Joker wouldn't be laughing. Then I mean that seems straightforward to me. And Batman goes, "Does anyone else have an idea?" And and Spider Man goes, oh, "What? 
Hmm. Wow, that's uh, rude. And that's that's the movie for two hours. They just do that. <laughs> <laughs> that's mm. and, and and the the crowd goes absolutely mental when he says that. He said, oh, joke's on me. And then Star-Lord goes, uh, okay, Sonny and Cher, maybe we can get this back on the road. He's <laughs> from the 80s, from the 80s. You know, the little eight-year-olds go crazy for the Sonny and Cher reference. <laughs> anyway. Oh, dear. Um, anyway. I have a mail. Is that your mail from Scott Dunn? No, there's a pick one as well, another one. Oh, Monster, mo- Monster Movie Edition. Okay. Ron Perlman. Ooh. I can't think of what monster movie he's in, apart from the fact that he looks like a monster. Uh, he was he, he was in that shit uh, Monster Hunter movie I talked about a couple of weeks ago. Monster Hunter movie? Uh, the, the video game one, the one Mila Jovovich. Oh, he's in that, is he? Yeah, he's just being wrong problems. A very basic, showed up, got the check, you know. Okay, uh, Kurt Russell. Uh, I think, I guess. Oh, yeah, yeah. Or, you know, Guardians of the Galaxy. He, he was the planet in Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah, that completely forgettable film. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> And then Jeff Goldblum. Well, it's got to be Goldblum, obviously. I asked me how Goldblum it does. Goldblum. Got to be Goldblum. Got to be Goldblum. And not only because Jurassic Jurassic Park, but also Jeff Goldblum. What a man. I could just watch Jeff Goldblum for hours. Again, where he just plays himself. You'd get the the fly. You got Thor. You've got, yeah, you got all that other stuff. Independence Day. Independence Day. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Uh, good stuff uh, there from Scott. I have one from Scott there from last uh, last week. Uh, he's got me here, to be fair. He says, congrats on joining Grumpy Old Man Club. Last week's complaints about people trying to use Twitter to make sure that Godzilla and Kong got more movies made was your first official entry into the club. I thought this email was going to be about my creaking bones I was talking about last week uh, and my never-aching soreness, I, which, which, to be fair, if he said that, I, I mean, again, that would have been done. I, don't, I, I have no retort. Uh, you lads are just beginning the wonderful journey that will include a lot of head shaking and the phrase "back when X was good." And you kids today, uh, I think that's fair as well. I think I'm, I think I'm already there when it comes to movies. I'm like these, yeah. these fucking movies, these fucking movies. These well, I saw a tweet today. Did you, you sit side as Barry? The um, European Super League stuff is going on, right? And then there was the esports group, whatever they are, ESL. Yeah, did a tweet. Dear Boomers, we are not... Th- <laughs> I got annoyed by it. Oh, you're like, right. I don't know what you are either. Shut up. Um, I mean, eSports is a thing I don't understand in any capacity, but that's that's another conversation for another day. Uh, yeah, Scott says, if there's a... Uh, people, are just, uh, people younger than you don't understand things happen before you were born. If it doesn't take place before they come into the world, then it doesn't count. Old movies, old music, old wrestling, anything that happened before 1990 might as well be ancient Rome. Yeah. Um, so he says, let me see here. Uh, Scott has two questions for you. He has a 20 questions, which I'll get to in a second. Before that, he has a, this is a great question. I'd like to hear the movie or TV show that each of you was surprised to find out that your significant others had never seen. And how long did it take you to convince them to watch it? Uh, well, I, I mean, to be fair, I'm probably the worst of the two of us because she had seen The Godfather and I had not. <laughs> you are the significant other in this question. So, so, so I'm beat there. I mean, most of the ones that I've been somewhat surprised by, uh, I feel like they're fairly reasonable. It's a lot of the horror stuff that I have watched. So, she hadn't seen Blair Witch, um, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. But again, those aren't like. Well, Blair Witch is kind of a household thing, but it's not. Not everyone's seen that. Uh, what else? 
jumps out at me. I don't think there's been too many others. Uh, no, I don't think. I, I I think that's that's the one. I think those. I think the horror ones are are, are mainly uh, the ones that jump out. Probably um, not a movie. Also, he he includes TV shows here. Uh, Breaking Bad. Shouldn't seen Breaking Bad. Um, uh, which I feel like that is the one that everyone does that annoying reaction if you tell them you haven't seen it, which is why I'm glad I have. You don't have to deal with that. What? Oh my god! Oh, <laughs> I think I did that when she told me. Um, but uh, yeah, that's that's the one that jumps out to me. What about you, lads? Anything? Anything that the that the uh, the better halves haven't seen that, that caught you off guard? Nothing. Her? Nothing that I wouldn't have expected because Michelle doesn't really like horror or guys. Kind of you know, a lot of superhero shit or good, mm. any violent movies like Goodfellas she hadn't seen. But I think um, Kramer versus Kramer and All the President's Men she hadn't seen. And I kind of got her to watch those and she absolutely loved both. And I was like, why haven't you seen this? You, uh, she, you know, she studied, did film at university. She hadn't seen those two really classic films. So, um, <laughs> yeah, she loved those. So I think uh, anything, anything kind of from the 70s with, or early 80s with Hoffman. That's what, that's what she needs to be watching. Good shit. I don't know. I feel like, you know, obviously myself and Natty, her coming from a different, same as Joe, her coming from a different continent to me. Who? And the big age gap between us. I feel like we started off with already two like completely different set of interests. And that's one of the things that was nice about it is that we could share stuff um we had, we had a lot to share like i had never seen i'd never really dipped my toe into anime at all i'm still not a huge anime guy but she showed me some some shows that i've really loved yeah uh full metal alchemist uh death note attack on titan uh rupaul's drag race she totally got me into that um and then similarly like she, she had never seen lost or scrubs or the Simpsons, that's probably the top one. She was never, never. Oh, what? Wow. Yeah. But I mean, I, I wasn't necessarily shocked by it. It's just, just happy that it, it would give me a reason to like watch them with her. Cause I do love showing people stuff for the first time. And then like just watching their reaction to it. Like, um, lots and lots of films that, she's shown to me that I've shown to her. I don't know that there's any, apart from Simpsons, I don't know that there's anything that you would go like, wow. Because knowing her, she just comes from a completely different kind of <laughs> background to like watching movies and TV. She watches like completely different stuff to me. Um, I, w- I would be more, I was more shocked at stuff that she had seen <laughs> than the stuff that she had. I'm like, oh my God, you saw Pacific Rim? That's something we haven't got. That was pretty much it. Alrighty, uh, Scott, give me a good little pick one here. This is an interesting one. Not a pick one, sorry, excuse me. A 20, 20 question. 20 kisht here. Uh, I, I, I imagine it's a rest than 20 questions. It is indeed. Um, I think it's very gettable. Then again, we always say that. Uh, well, so me, me and Joe. The, the A team here will, will get it. The uh, age team. That's us. <laughs> oh, done themselves. Um, boomers. Boomers United. Boomers. Boomers. <laughs> I love that that got to you. Anyway, uh, <laughs> it really did. Uh, Joe, why don't you kick us off here? Okay. All right, come on, Joe. Um, is this person alive? 
Yes. Okay. Are they what you would call currently active? Yes. Um, are they contracted to World Wrestling Entertainment? No. Okay. Um, same question, AEW or Impact? No. Hmm. So, New Japan, Ring of Honor, or Indies, let's say. Mm. Is that what we're looking at, Joe? Mm. Or it could be someone who's not under contract but is just quite rig you know active well that that would be in these more or less i well, guess wouldn't it? Mm-hmm. well you mean like like a carlito or somebody i think someone kind of like how the big show was well i guess he was under contract i believe you know someone who's like like the rock right like he's on the indies <laughs> but he's, he's good. i suppose you would argue whether the rock is, is currently alive active, yeah is he alive say. we don't <laughs> Uh, well, did you watch uh, San Andreas? He was fucking dead in that one, mate. Uh, has this person ever been contracted to WWE? Yes. Okay. okay. I um, are they are they currently associated to a specific wrestling company? No. Okay. Um, so they have been in WWE though, so I think if we go down the title route. By by uh, associated Paul, I'm taking to be like signed, like signed currently with a with a deal. Signed or you know, you obviously have people in AEW who aren't signed per se, but who wrestle yeah. almost exclusively for AEW. I, like I, that I, kind I, of thing I, where I, I would count pineapple peas as an AEW guy if we're sure. being mm-hmm. yeah, if we wanted to be careful. Okay, they have been in WWE, but they're currently they're currently active, but not currently associated to any specific company. So, a former WWE guy who probably dips in and out here and there, works the Indies, maybe something like that. Yeah, um, have they ever held a WWE World Championship? Any of them? No. no. Have they? Were they in WWE post twenty fifteen? Yes. Okay, so we're talking about someone who's in WWE in the last five years, give or take. Okay. Um... We could maybe ask if they were involved in the spate of releases this year or last year. Okay. Because that would—that's a nice little group of people. And WWE, WWE were pretty stingy for a few years. People weren't like leaving WWE okay. for a good little while. So when? What date were they? Were those releases? Was that like the? They're uh, April fifteenth this okay. year and last year. Was this person released from a WWE contract on April the fifteenth, twenty twenty, or twenty twenty one? Yes, they were. Hey! Hey! <laughs> Ew. That wasn't a bad little question. Um, okay, so let's... Well, now that we've established that, do we want to split it to figure out which year it was? Probably more likely yeah. to be 2020. I would otherwise, well, no, I thought 2021. Cause, um, you think 2021? Oh, because, because they're not signed yeah. to any specific company yet. Yeah, yeah. Okay, were they released this past week? Yes. Okay. 
So, see, I, we figured this out because of the meta game of why this person would be suggested rather than playing that. Uh, yeah, but yeah, no, sometimes Scott. Well, we got there, we got there. He throws a curveball sometimes. It's not always a recent name. You know. Released this past week. Okay. It's Mojo. Smojo. Yeah. Uh, the one who's not Otis. Tucker. Tucker, you have the Iconics. The Iconics. Do we want to figure out if it's a man or a woman, maybe? Yeah, I think so. Is it? Is this person a man? No. It's a woman! Is it an Australian woman? No. Okay. So the, oh, Mickey James. Mickey James. Oh, Mickey James. Jeez, I completely forgot about Chelsea Mickey Green, Mickey James. I don't think any other women. No, there's only like nine people. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think there's any other women. So sorry, the Mickey James or Chelsea Green. Okay. Um, is this person uh, married? No. Is, well, well, didn't. Um, well, well, sorry, sorry. Did, Mickey James would have held as a woman. The world title, right? She was the women's champion. Would that, that not be considered oh, world? Oh no, because Barry's a sexy. No, good because they never used the world in the in any of the shitty belts she held. So nah, nah. <laughs> I meant the men's. I was talking asking the men's. Yeah, we're okay. men's, yeah. Um, is this person uh, married or engaged to an, another wrestler? No, they both are. <laughs> yes. Oh wait, shit. <laughs> oh no, no, wait, but that, oh yeah. <laughs> I was trying to narrow it down to those two, but we already had. I forgot that. 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 Does this woman have boobies? (laughs) Well, first of all, that's very transphobic of you, Barry. Oh, Um, excuse me. uh, Is this... Does this person have a colour in their wrestling name? (laughs) No. So is it is it Mickey James? It is Mickey James. Yeah, Mickey James, titted woman. Oh, <laughs> One, two, three, four. No, my po- my point was that it was something they had in common with the two. No, I know, I know, I know, I uh, know. That was a good one, uh, Scott. Well done. Yeah, you got, that was very good. That was I can't I can't fault your um uh your 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 game there. Um, uh, well done. Uh, thank you, Scott, for the. For the email, uh, we will hop on now to the wrestling golf, shall we? Um, yeah. Is that your own email? Yeah, yeah, just the one. I think I had two on the list, but I don't need only one. Um, we can jump in to the wrestling, and on that note, I guess perfect segue. Thank you, Scott. Uh, to the the releases, uh, the exact same day as the infamous kind of uh, whatever people were calling it Black Thursday, I believe, in twenty twenty. The uh, the culling of 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 the uh, the wrestlers uh, at the very beginning of the pandemic did it again here in the wake of WrestleMania, and I think I think it being in the wake of WrestleMania was most interesting because it was people who were involved in WrestleMania who were yes. cut. Uh, so the most notable name I I think uh, was Samoa Joe, who of course was commentating at WrestleMania um, in his little uh, festival. Uh, She's covering him because it was raining. Um, and yeah, I, I, I was surprised by that because he was literally just involved. And, and he was, of their commentators, he was one of the better ones, I thought. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah presumably he was on a, like a talent contract. Though. 
Yeah, I would say so. Yeah, and so there has been. I mean, there has been no confirmation of what happened there at all. It's all been speculation. I, I feel like the working theory is this: was it a classic situation that WWE's had over the last couple of years, where he wanted to wrestle, and they're like, ah, well, this doctor, I don't know, maybe the. And so when it came time for the releases to happen, he took the offer. You know, that's that's entirely speculative. But um, it's you know, it's weird. He hasn't been like on the shelf with an official injury, as far as I'm aware. This last couple of months, they have just chosen to have him on commentary. Um, so yeah, that's that's probably the most notable one. What do you guys make of it? Yeah, again, a strange one, given that he was so prominent at WrestleMania. <laughs> but um, yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know. It's a, it's a strange one. Um, I mean, we we always talk about how they stockpile talent and they've got too much talent, but then obviously it's also bad when they release people as well. I don't know kind of whether it's good or bad, really. I guess if, if they've wanted to stay there, if they wanted the opportunity, it was bad. But at the same time, we we know that they've got way too many wrestlers. They're never going to bother to use them all. So I don't know. It's one of those peculiarities of, um, of our WWE at the moment. It's very strange insofar as, like like I said, I assume there has to be how much their contract costs coming, like being taken into account when you're looking at who to release because you have Samoa Joe, or, or you know, with Samoa Joe, obviously, maybe his, his health situation. Well. But you have people like, you know, Chad Gable or Dexter Loomis or people of the like who are still around, you know. Um, I think Billy Kay is almost a weirder because surely not a huge amount of money, but like real charismatic, real funny. Yeah. So you keep her, you get rid of her, but you keep whoever <laughs> Natalia. Well, yeah, I mean that's that's the name. <laughs> names, it's just a bit like. And yeah, that's the that's the that's the name everyone kind of saying. Oh God, like, but the, you know, those legacy wrestlers who are the daughters and sons of people, they'll kind of just be sticking around forever. Yeah. Um. Yeah. The um. Uh, the Billy Kay one. I mean, it, it's just kind of bizarre because it's like she and and I Roy- and Peyton Royce as well. Because they both got they both got um released. You know, they were popular for for all their shortcomings. I don't think any you, you couldn't deny that. And they were entertaining. And you know, on on a roster of very good female wrestlers, they were not. Um, they're not very good. They were not very good to be to, just, to not beat around the bush, but like you know, it's WWE. That doesn't. That's not the only thing you could do to get over, and that's why they got the tag titles, and they did fine. And like just out of nowhere, they just broke them up for reasons that remain unclear to this day. Now that both of them are, have left the company, and Peyton was just fucking tossed into a team here or there. She's popping up here or there. She had her little raw talk moment earlier in the year, which. Got her nothing, um, and then Billy Kay, Billy Kay was kind of doing like I'm the Iconics basically on her own. Yeah. She she kept the character for lack of a better. She term. was she was the Roman Reigns of that. Yeah, she kept the vest. She kept the music. Um, but yeah, you know she was and, and like, again it's kind of hard to say she was staying over because there hasn't been crowds. But you know she was doing the resume thing and people seemed to think that was cute. And you know she was uh, I don't know. It's it's like when, when you talk about like sabotaged pushes I mean obviously we're not talking about we're not talking about CM Punk here in terms of star potential 
but they they pretty plainly were derailed for no reason and 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 not given a chance to get back on the horse and that was you know it's just very bizarre i i don't know it's just very very bizarre um there was a, there was a report classic report to set off the the internet that that uh, kevin dunn uh did not like billy k for whatever reason not like her as a person but didn't get i think was the word used in the uh the fightful um uh, report um, and not that that necessarily played into her release, but just that it was noted. Um, yeah. So, um, yeah, those were those were the big ones, I would have thought. Um, and those are the ones where now I think everyone kind of watches closely. You know, Joe in particular, you know, is, is AEW on the cards, is, is, is the thing. Yeah, but AEW can only pick up so many people. Well, that's Their the thing, yeah. yeah. Breaking point already. And um, I think people are now kind of looking at the big show and the Christian signings and going, Argh. you know, I mean, that's easy to do with the benefit of hindsight, but you do kind of look at it and go, that's a that was a big old check you had to cut for those two lads. Yeah, you could have got Tucker in. You could have got, you, you got Tucky. You could have got uh, Mo- Mojo Raleigh. Peyton Hoyce. Um, <laughs> Brian Alvarez's favorite. Brian Alvarez's favorite, yeah. Uh, you know, just you could have gotten any number of. Um, uh, of people, but again, I mean, look, that's that's fucking that's easy to say because I was thinking about this earlier today in preparation for this podcast. Um, I, I was thinking about how that's easy to say, but at the end of the day, for, in Tony Khan's position, and you think about how shocked everyone was at the Big Show thing, and it's like if you hear he's free, like that's a proper shock everyone can get him. Like you can't just assume WWE is going to release Samoa Joe in a two in a month, you know? Yeah. Uh, anyway, so um, uh, those two were probably the biggest. Elsewhere, you had Mojo Raleigh. Uh, a lot, of, a lot of just you know, a, a fair. I don't want to say predictable because they hold on to people for dear life and they don't let any of them go. It was, it was like people that they actually were doing nothing with. Yeah, yeah. Um, so like uh, Tucker again, I, I don't consider it as much of a. Uh, uh, I don't consider it as bizarre as the iconics, but again, Tucker and Otis. Broke oh, well, they, they completely fucked it. Like. Yeah, broke them up, and you know, I don't, I, I don't like Otis. I had no time for him, but you know, they're like, okay, we're gonna push Otis. We're gonna give him the money back. I was like, fair enough, whatever. But then they lost interest in him, turned him heel as well, and then Tucky he was just, he was out of there. Um, Tucky. So, uh, just like, yeah, they just, it's just, it's just like do things, just split them up. Why? I don't know. Them up, something to do with it. Need, need a match on Raw, so I guess we'll just we'll turn them against each other, you know. Uh, so Tucker gone, uh, Wesley Blake of the Forgotten Sons gone. Um, Bo Dallas, Kalisto. Bo Dallas, yeah, gone for. I mean, he's been off TV for about five years. Yeah, I don't think he's had a match in the pande- pandemic era. I don't think he's uh, living on a farm with Liv Morgan. Isn't he? Yeah, and I think he's. Uh, I. I I feel like he said something recently. I don't know. I don't think he's he's not going to stay wrestling. I think it was the gist of what I've heard. Um, I don't know if they are going to like actually run the farm. I think it's mostly pets they have. Um, right. But he's he's. I think he. I don't think he's. He ain't. He ain't knocking down the door of Impact. You know what I mean? Right. Uh, he was like one of the first NXT champions. Wasn't he? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, it was like the first one was what Seth, and then Seth, Biggie, Biggie then Bo. then Bo, and you know, and for, for the time that was 
you know, a cool story that they they were. Bo was doing the fairly ahead of the curve, you know, heel who was an unself aware baby face. I mean, that was, I love that character. That was great stuff. And then they came, he came to the main roster and they did it for like two months and got bored and killed him off and that was the end of him. They did the Bo leave thing, which was funny. Yeah. Uh, Mickey James, who we mentioned again, again, someone who's just been doing nothing. I mean, just been sitting around. Um, yeah. uh, they don't really know what they, they don't, they're not great at using their legends these days, and they are certainly not great at using their women's legends. No, um, it's all just the current crop wrestling each other in a circle. Uh, a crop circle. Crop circle. There you go. Callisto, <laughs> super talented, but again, doing nothing for ages. Um, he'd be he'd be uh, he'd be an interesting one to see go elsewhere like AEW, but it, it <clears throat> he has a big hill to overcome in that he he was portrayed as a jabron for ages and then was off telly for ages. Like okay, that's he's he's a lot better than your Tuckers, but he comes off like a Tucker uh, over this wise. I mean, I I, w- I think that's probably where he'll end up, and you know, AEW has a tendency to do good things with talented wrestlers if if not on dynamite at least on your your dark and your your elevation um thank god it's not the other way around or it's be like we already got one of them phoenix we already got, <laughs> we already got a callisto uh i i actually don't have the list of her. i think that's i think those that's are the big ones Samoa Joe, billy k peyton royce mickey james chelsea green god love her she got injured every time she yeah she had a rough deal tucker callisto mojo both dallas and wesley Chelsea Green's an interesting one. She's she's talented. She's young. She's got a lot going. Very so. charismatic as well. She I I can I can see her ending up back there. Yeah, I think yeah that would actually be that would be yeah I think I think that's of all the, of all the people I think will end up back there. I think she's the one. that is the funny thing about WWE as well. People leave, they come back. It's not they're not banished, especially these fucking days when they are on a hiring um, streak. Uh, in true WWE fashion, I mean, look, I I can't really get worked up about the pat firing people during a pandemic like I did last year because it's kind of like like stuff's opening up they're doing live events again I mean it's just you know it's not like this time last year when it was like we don't we have no fucking idea what life is going to be like in you know in in the coming days and it was literally a two two shop business because all the indies had shut down whereas now it's like you can just go to GCW next weekend and get COVID there um, <laughs> um yeah so it's not I I, I, I don't it's not a, still not great, especially when they forked out for Logan Paul, forked out for Pat McAfee, forked out for Pat Bunny. Uh, not not the best optics in the world, but look, that's not WWE's. They don't care about optics. Um, I think that's the big news story of the week. Um, uh, Dynamite was good, I thought. Very um, good. I suppose the other big story is they did 1.2 million viewers. <laughs> Um, yeah, which was wow. a, a a whopper, a whopper. Don't think anyone tick 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 that one off the old uh, predictions. Yes, yeah, that was on the uh, that was on the old predictions. Mm-hmm. I I was definitely because um, they I mean they've been doing they've been doing about a bad few weeks uh, the last few Wednesdays and then NXT's thing on Tuesday was a very very tepid. It was up a couple, it was up like a hundred thousand. It's very very mild. And I was like, oh well, that's just I just don't think these shows are that hot. There you go, Put, stick a nail in the kids. And then, yeah, Dynamite came out and did its best. Its best number since its debut. Um, which is good. And it was also a great show as well. So I feel like the, the people got a good show, which is good. Um, Five-star opener, according to one Dave Meltzer. Um, it was certainly good. I liked it. 
Um, I, don't, I don't know if I would have gone that far, but you know. Uh, and the young bucks are just heels now. They are fully heels. We're not messing around anymore doing mm. the. Uh, oh, Kenny, I don't know about this. Um, I don't know what voice that was, but yeah. Um, so yeah, they're heels. They had a great match with Pac and Phoenix, and they had they had the match you would expect. Do you know what I mean? They, it was it was great. I, I didn't. Yeah, I didn't. Enjoy, I was expecting a lot given the hype for it, but yeah, it was. I didn't. I don't like their heel heel stuff. I find it a bit annoying. <laughs> I just like watching them have really good matches. So I don't know if I'm gonna enjoy this heel run from the Bucks, but yeah, it was it was, it was good, but not. I think it was five stars by any stretch of the imagination. I think the Young Bucks, I think their problem is that they can't just be faces or heels. They have to be tweeners or they have to be meta heels where they're referring to like how heels work is like as bad guys. They're like references to being bad guys rather than just being heels. Yeah. Um, it, it's too, all with like a wink and a nudge nudge. You know, it's all a bit too much for me. I thought the match was really good for what it's worth, um, but uh, yeah, it's for 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 the story being, they were like toing and froing whether to go with Kenny and their past with Kenny and they're not getting on with Don for just the next week that they're all mates. It's like it's not good storytelling. I don't feel like we've come to a natural progression in the story. I feel like I fell into a coma and missed four episodes of Dynamite. Mm. So, match was good though. I thought the main event was pretty good as well, as good as you're going to get out of Matt Hardy. Yeah, yeah, I'm enjoying Darby, Darby's string of main events. Yeah, I was surprised that they were doing jumping on Matt Hardy again off ladders. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they were a bit, so well last time. bit safer this time. Well, Darby doing the coffin drop off the scaffold was a bit mad. Yeah. Um, that match was solid. I had lots of interference and wackiness. Um, yeah. yeah, it was right. It was right. Um, well, I tell you what I loved. Christian and Taz. Oh, shit. You're wearing my colours in there. Yeah. <laughs> shit bag. <laughs> I mean, you saw, I just like, oh, as you can tell, he was getting really riled up with like, um, you know, uh, Christian, what reference to something about him, you know, being hot, being short, being short, and like, you know, in my wallet, I'm taller than you, yeah, because you got your money from like 20 years ago, yeah, other money, too, other money. <laughs> I'm load, loaded, mate. Um, <laughs> oh, it was great, it was, you know, great seeing Christian in that environment, getting to getting to go out there and do the AW thing of just talking. The way you want to talk, and who who better to be out there than Taz? Like, Taz is just so great. He's just an angry little man. He's fucking great. I love him so much. Then <laughs> um, Hobbs. I tell you what move I love, and it's a uh, yeah, I'm not, a move that I maybe in, in the past wasn't hot on, but when Hobbs does that like Vader style. Oh yes, moving yeah. body press, whatever you want to call it, where he just runs at a person and fucking knocks into them. He's just big man chest. He's just fucking. He's just all chest, you know. It's <laughs> great. Um. Yeah. So next week, yeah, next week's show looks loaded. We're getting Hobbs and Christian, yeah. which is great. That's what I want for Christian. I want Christian in there, have a good, tight TV matches with the youngsters. That's that's what I want. Yeah. I wasn't happy a few weeks ago when they brought the Inner Circle back 
in the bathroom. Yeah. I don't know what they're doing with Inner Circle. I'm not. I'm really not into the Inner Circle lately. Uh, yeah, I, it's funny because I, I feel like it, the 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 ebb and flow of things made sense for them to be faces, but I I don't think they are natural faces as a group. I don't think it works. I don't think it's even that. I, I don't like you know they they just feel like they're they're Chris Jericho's rock band and <laughs> black yeah, and they all they 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 dress like like um. Aces and eights, and they're fucking all dressed in black, and they're cool, and they're like, oh. they they all feel like, you know, rock dad Chris Jericho, which isn't a cool gimmick. Like before, they were like, you know, the cool heels, and now now they're like the uncool baby faces. They've they they changed it too much. They need to keep them the same, just be fighting heels, be baby faces, and it would have worked. But they overthought it. Oh, they they have to be they have to be. Rock stars, no, not me. Chris Jericho is not cool. He's a lame man. And the Tyson stuff. Don't know about that. Uh, Although I, okay, I the version of Dynamite I, I watched right on Fight TV. Tyson dropped a MF bomb in the segment with MJF. Was that like blanked out? Did you guys catch that? I I watched the same version and I didn't catch that. I must I. Wasn't have caught it. Um, it was he said. He, MJF says he talks about his tattoo. He's like, "Oh, you have a regret." What does he say about the tattoo? Oh, he's like, "Yeah, you'd be so, getting involved. Uh, biggest regret since that tattoo." I think. Yeah, right. and Tyson says something like, "It's beautiful, motherfucker." I didn't. I was like, "What?" Yeah, yeah, I know. I didn't. I feel like if if that was on the American feed, more people would have would have gone mental at it. Um, right. Well, maybe I. Yeah. Maybe I misheard it, or maybe I'm the only one who caught it. Yeah, maybe you're the only one who caught it. Um, but it was. I was like, what? So, um, yeah, uh, Tyson stuff was weird. Classic thing of of since you last did an angle, you've now swapped. So Tyson just has yeah. to come out and save him. He's just a mate now. Yeah, and Jericho has to say, oh, I I went out. I went on my beef squashing tour after I turned into a good guy." Um, Tyson got involved in that match. He punched Revival Hair. Um. Also, when he calls MGF my jerk-off friend. Oh, it's so bad. It's so bad. <laughs> the least funny thing since One Division. Yeah. Oh, awful. Awful, awful. awful. Um, anyway. Yeah, that was... Uh, Speaking of Jericho, I didn't watch that interview he did. Nah, neither did I. Steve Austin <laughs> things. I don't have a network subscription. They're always over an hour. I'll get all the juicy tidbits from like summaries that people write. I don't, I don't care. Yeah. It was good. It was good. I heard it was good. It was good. Um, I didn't think it was funny. People, this is a genius move by Vince. He makes him look so small time. He doesn't care about him. Their biggest, fattest rating they've done in (laughs) two and a half years. Yeah, NXT moves nights and gets beaten even worse. (laughs) (laughs) Gets demolished in if if it were dead. Oh, funny. Funny, funny, funny. Anyway. Anyway, will we close up with uh, the bracket? Bracket? Yes, bracket. sir. Yes, sir. Right. So, I've made a change. Go on. For the benefit of the listeners. Usually, when we've done this bracket... Remember, by the way, this is a different feature than before. This is not the same bracket feature that it used to be. Um, hence the name change. I used to just do it literally. Here are your brackets, and then did one from this one, from from matchup number one, the winner of that fights the winner of bracket 
bracket number two. No, 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 no. This is FA Cup style. Every round we do a draw. And so it's all being shaken up. Perfect, yeah. Um, just because people would be able to work out, oh, so so uh, it's going to be Empire Strikes Back versus American Psycho. No, 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 not necessarily. So round two, right? We've only got uh, 16, am I right? 16 uh, matchups here, so we should get through it a bit more quickly. Um, so let's start with number one. Just mentioned it. Star Wars Episode Five: The Empire Strikes Back. Mm. Against the one that started it all. Toy Story. Oh, dear. Mm. Pixar's original. I'm going to go Empire Strikes Back. Yeah? Yeah, Toy Story. It's good. But when I've rewatched it, it's just not quite. Not quite there? Not compared to Empire. Yeah. Yeah, it's probably fair. Empire also has the advantage of uh, uh, being the, the the least tampered with of the old Star Wars films. Right. So at the end of the day, you go you go watch it. You go watch it. This pristine version. It's so good and it's not tainted. Whereas you know, Toy Story also not tampered with. But you look at it like ah, oh. I hate to knock it for the CGI because that almost seems like unfair. But it, it is what it is. You watch it, it's like ah, this movie does not look as good as movies that have come out since, and that's yeah. just the harsh reality of it. And to be fair, I'm I'm not at all in favor of going back and retouching movies. No. But imagine they did a, a fully remastered Toy Story. Like kept the soundtrack exactly the same. Yeah. Just did like a like a texture patch for it. Yeah. Yeah, literally. <laughs> it'd be, it'd be interesting. You, you, I mean, if 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 we weren't in the streaming age, I'm kind of surprised pre-streaming Disney didn't do that and resell it for. 50 quid on yeah. Blu-ray or something, you know. Toy Story HD. Yeah, Toy Story remastered and the classic retold, whatever the fuck. Uh, yeah. But yeah, I'll, I'll go Empire Strikes Back on that. Yeah, I, I would go Empire Strikes Back as well. Um, I just think it's a really good movie. It's really good. <laughs> Inside of being the best Star Wars movie, I just think it's really good. It's really good. And Toy, Toy Story, like I said, love Toy Story, but I don't think it's even the best Toy Story movie. Yeah. Okay, next up, Terminator 2 Judgment Day. Mm. Mad Max Fury Road. (laughs) Terminator 2 walked so Mad Max Fury Road could could drive down the road (laughs) with a flamethrower guitar. that is a really, really hard one. That's a tough it one, is. yeah, because it, it is it is kind of like um, the one that pushed the envelope, you know, 30 years ago. And I do think it is kind of a case of so that this then other one could come along and, and re, re-up. Um, yeah. Oh, it's hard. That's a hard one, now. My two favorite action movies, probably. Yeah, oh, really? these 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 have to be in the conversation of two of the best ever. I hmm, it's funny because as much as I dislike a little John Connor in, in Terminator Two, uh, you do have Sarah Connor and you do have Arnie, which is great. Yeah. Uh, whereas you know, like Furiosa is great in Mad Max, but you know, Mad Max Tom Holland, Tom Holland, Jesus, um, <laughs> Tom Hardy, Tom Hardy, you know. He's just there, and that's kind of the hook of the movie. It's kind of like a surprise. It's kind of like you realize that it's really kind of a Furiosa story, which is good. But I don't, I, th- I don't think I, I, I think that's a fairly tepid lead character. Um, 
for that movie. Yeah. Uh, but then, kind of, the lead character of Mad Max is actually none of the characters. It's the it's the world, yeah. The the chase is the character. You know? The friends who made along the way. <laughs> Nicholas Holt and his little baldy head. Yeah, that's true. Actually, yeah, I mean that's that is a great supporting cast. Um, and what's the name? What's the name of the villain in Inferior Road again? Uh, Morton, Morton Joe. Joe. Morton Joe. What a great name. And what's the film Terminator 2, two called? T one thousand or Robert Patrick? <laughs> Robert Patrick. Um, oh, oh, this is impossible. Mm. Right, I'm gonna plant my flag first. Get it out of the way. I'm going. Go for it, mate. I'm going to go Fury Road. <gasps> I. Probably agree. Mm. I just love how it looks. I just love mm. colors. Yeah, it's, it's Mad Max Fury Road and Terminator Two are both great, great action movies. Joe, as you said, mm. two of your favorites. But Mad Max is like more than an action movie. It's like an art house movie as well. But um, um, Arnie's in Terminator, and he goes, "Oh, I'm a Terminator." He says, I'll be back. And then he, go, he pulls the gun out of the roses and is like, yeah. And that, that, that gun is my favourite ever movie. My favourite gun. It's so the way good. he reloads it is like he swings it around. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's great. I remember, I remember talking on this podcast very excitedly about how that that gun is in the Walking Dead VR game I was playing. It's like you oh, really? you do the motion, you hold it, and it, the, the 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 thing actually pops out like that. You have to do the actual oh, motion. Oh, it's great. It's a great gun. And he does say "hasta la vista, baby." Yeah, but not in, not in the Spanish version when he says "sayonara, baby." Oh. Oh, live with me if you want to come. Oh. <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> no, I I have to go Mad Max. Even though the first time I I probably said this on the podcast many times. The first time I saw Mad Max Fury Road in the cinema, I was like. Yeah, it was pretty good, but it was missing something. I don't know. And then the second time I saw it on Blu-ray, I was like, nope, it's perfect. <laughs> I'm an idiot. Mm, I'll go 2-2 two, two, just to... Um, just to give it, it. Yeah. give it some pride. Yeah, give it, yeah, give it its honour. Yeah. Okay. We then have uh, Denis Villeneuve's only movie, I think. I, yeah, I didn't put any other Villeneuve movie in this. Arrival. Mm. Uh, and The Shining, Stanley Kubrick. Um, uh, I haven't seen Arrival. I, I wanted to watch Arrival tonight, but uh, I was I'm 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 broadcasting from a different location, and yeah. I was sli- slightly too late to squeeze it in before I got in. Uh, I may have stayed here for me uh, and let you let you duke it out. Yeah, I mean, w- win or lose, you should you know watch Arrival anyway. I know I, I I would watch everything on this list. I mean, you know, I I I want to I want to get to it all. Um. Arrival. It's funny that it's the only Villeneuve movie I put on here. I'm not sure it's even like my favorite Villeneuve. Movie. Yeah, when you said that, I was kind of surprised. Um, I, I won't. I won't. I won't compare it. I won't put down Arrival, but I'm like, oh, Sicario should be on this. Yeah, I really like Sicario. But again, that's this is someone who we, we hypothetically we could put their whole filmography on here realistically. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You can only be um, so many. Well, I, I I really really love The Shining, obviously. Um, 
But then The Shining also had a like. I didn't like the sequel at all. Doctor Sleep was it? Yeah, that's not what you don't have to. I mean, you know. No, no, no. no I'm not taking that away from The Shining, but I just. Um, it's so referential to The Shining that when I think about the Shining scenes now, I almost think of like little Ewan McGregor running around the house. Um, no, I mean to me, like The Shining is is Godfather quality I, filmmaking. Like even even for 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 as better or worse, Stanley Kubrick was for all accounts like horrible to oh well, yeah. Shelley Shelley Duvall on the set. Like when when you see the finished product, you you have to say, well, you know, sometimes Machiavellian um, approaches give you, you know, if if you get the shining out of that, then sometimes maybe so be it. <laughs> it's be abusive on the set. Um, <laughs> no, I think the shining is like near near perfect. I could probably do without seeing that that old woman in the nude, but apart from that. <laughs> Seen her little May Young Diddy's going on. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're crazy. Just see my movie. <laughs> okay, for a I'll go with this Shining. I think oh. I think Arrival's excellent, obviously, and it, it it blew my mind a little bit, but I just think The Shining is is a level above. In terms of, without sounding really, really pretentious, just as like a fucking filmmaking achievement, I think it's level above Arrival. Um, I'll go for Arrival. I just prefer that as a film. Obviously, Shining yeah. is stunningly made, but flawless, very effective. But um, yeah, I just prefer Arrival. It's more of a personal one. But... I will say, though, also, despite the fact that it spawned a, a poor sequel, it also gave us The Shining. <laughs> uh, segments yeah. of Street House of Horror, which is the most perfect parody that's ever been created. So then, what, 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 what did what did arrival ever give us, huh? Exactly, J- Jeremy Renner oh. and, and an alien. Oh, what's going on there? Get out of here, Jeremy, you loser! Uh, <laughs> I want to talk to you. I'll download the Jeremy Renner app. Well, Barry, you're gonna have to pick. Ah, uh, but I, I, I mean, I would love. I try to be as fair as possible by abstaining. I hate to vote against a, a beloved movie I haven't seen, but like I can't. I'm not going to be contrarian and vote for the movie I haven't seen. So I'll have to go Shining. Although I imagine, even though I love, you know, I really like a lot of Villeneuve's films, I don't know that any of the ones I do love, I love more than The Shining. So I, can't, I, I don't know if I would have picked The Rival anyway. Um, to be fair, I mean, if it, if it was Sicario in that slot or Prisoners, I, I don't think I would have picked that over The Shining. Okie dokie, uh, Shining goes through. Next up, Citizen Kane. That's gotta be Kane uh, versus Jurassic Park. Oh. Oh, now this is this for me is the first real, 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 real toughie because I I adore Jurassic Park, and I like the I like the the idea behind Jurassic Park. Never mind the actual execution of the movie. I love the idea of because I loved dinosaurs as a kid. Theme park with dinosaurs, like Westworld, goes wrong. Oh, dinosaurs running around. Oh, gotta go faster, gotta go faster, gotta go faster. Big old pile of shit, as Joe said last week. Oh, turns Sam Neill's head to look at the Brachiosaurus. Oh, it's all great. It's all great. Mm. Um, mm. But Citizen Kane's real fucking good. I, I will mm. say, though, despite how real fucking good it is, 
I don't know that I actually remember a lot of it. I think if I if I were to rewatch it, I'd be going into it like ninety percent fresh. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It's very yeah. I don't remember too much. There's a bit where he's on the stage or whatever after the election. Yeah. Quite famous for big face in the background. Yeah. Mr. Mr. Burns' face. I remember that. Or no, Bob. It's Sideshow Bob's face. I don't remember much else. <laughs> Um, I remember Xanadu or something is the name. Xanadu, yeah. First Jurassic Park. Water. And then I know when he's he's like knocking stuff down. Knocking. Oh, yeah. But then the dinosaur does that in Jurassic Park. Exactly. So you get, yeah. you get most of Citizen Kane in Jurassic Park, really. Yeah, it's just... But dinosaurs. Charles, Charles Foster Kane is played by one of the Velociraptors. I go to Jurassic Park. Because, I mean, it's Jurassic Park. It's great. I go, I go dress park as well. Barry, you're, you're out. I'm out of your here. Vote, your vote doesn't matter. I'm voting. So I, I'm voting Citizen Kane. Give it respect. <laughs> no, Citizen Kane deserves their respect. But you know, I, I I'll go out on a limb here. I think it's got no respect. <laughs> too much of anything. Yeah, yeah. That's why it's disqualified. Fuck you, Citizen Kane. Yeah. Sometimes a movie will will. You know, get by just on being known as being the best film of all time, regardless of whether it is or not. Anyway, on a completely unrelated topic, uh, The Godfather next, <laughs> and The Blair Witch Project. Ah. Now, Barry, you only watched The Godfather last week. This is your first uh, bracket segment post having seen The Godfather. How does it stack up? Well, it's hard. This is hard, then. Um... Oh, oh! And this is this is a complete opposite of the Mad Max one, where this is, you couldn't have picked two more different films, right? Um. Oh yeah, I feel like Godfather is the type of film I am going to watch multiple times. You will, and you like I said, you'll enjoy it more every time for the remainder of my life. Um, yeah. On your seventh watch, you'll be like, "God damn, this film is good." Yeah. <laughs> I was like that the first time. To be fair, I mean, even even with its hype and its its status, I, I was still pretty blown away. I thought it was great. I, oh, I I don't know if I see it going through, but I will I will give a respect vote to Blair Witch because um, right. I uh, I love it, and that is a film I've watched multiple times. And that is it. You know, uh, people will tell you that film's a, a one trick pony, but I watch it every Halloween, and I love it, and I never get bored of it. Um, I I love Blair Witch. Blair, I love. Especially the ending. But I think Joe and I are going to be on the same page here. Yeah, come um, on. I think Godfather has one of the best... Along, along, <laughs> along with The Lion King, which is, sounds a bit like a, a bit of a stretch. But I think Godfather and Lion King have two of my favorite opening scenes to movies. I love Lion King, Circle of Life. And I love Godfather with uh, Corleone's daughter's wedding. And the guy comes to him. You come to me on the day of my daughter's wedding. You don't even call me Godfather. That that little scene, adore, adore, adore. And it only gets better from there. Uh, James Caan is great in it. Uh, Marilyn Brando is like completely transformative in it. And although Barry, I don't want to spoil Godfather Two for you. I think for, I think you really enjoy it because it's excellent. But for me, I really felt the that I missed James Caan and. Marilyn Brando, and Brando Godfather yeah. I, I, I felt their absence very badly. Uh, Godfather for me is deservedly one of the best films of all time. 
certainly better than the Blair Witch Project, which I really like. Mm. But God, come on, come on, Godfather. You agree, Joe? Uh, yeah. Point to make? No, no, Godfather's obviously the better film. <laughs> uh, Shaun of the Dead or Inception? No. Uh, oh. Hmm. I think this is going to be a, uh, a tough one for us to split because I think I know what way Joe's going to go and I think I know what way I'm going to go. Oh, I don't without, without being presumptuous. Hmm. This is all, all these Inception choices are made harder by the fact that I did just see it in the cinema for the first time. I know. Uh, I feel like if I had just had my home viewing experience, it's still great, obviously, but it's a lot harder to knock it when you've seen it as it's meant to be seen. You know, as the great man himself would say, he sends us out to get the plague. Yeah. Um, Watching the cinema, you bastards. Yeah. Edgar Wright said that about Shaun of the Dead. He's like, what? <laughs> Go out and become a zombie. Oh, Shaun of the Dead. Uh, I love. I what I love, and I I feel like I almost forget about it until I see it. I love the the walking to the shop before and after the the outfit. Yeah, I, I know, love yeah. that scene. It's just so great. Um, there's so many different things about about Shaun of the Dead that are just so funny. Great cast, great supporting cast. Who yo? Then it's Inception. It's like, you know, I know you guys have talked about, you know, what's actually the best Nolan film, but like Inception is like the most Nolan y Nolan film. Yeah. Uh, while still being good, I think Tenet is the most Nolan film, but it's not it's not that good. So that's the knock against it. Whereas Inception is like what if what if he went full Nolan but still made a good movie out of it? Um, I think this is the last Nolan movie left in the list as well. I believe the I other we, yeah. I think we had Memento Prestige. Prestige and Dark Knight all eliminated in the first round. I forgot Dark Knight went to yeah. I suppose that's yeah, Dark Knight went out to Logan. That's fair. That's fair. Um, oh, I don't know. I I I I'll go Shaun of the Dead. Well, I'm going to go Inception. I think Inception is one of the best movies of the last decade. Um, it's a little it's a little wanky, sure. Mm. It's a little Chris Nolan. Beating his dick, going, look how clever I am. Sure. <laughs> well, he is clever. He's clever boy. He's really clever. He made this movie about dreams and that. Um, no, I, I just really love it. Are the characters like paper thin? Sure. Is the melodrama totally heavy-handed? Absolutely. But when it goes bomb and then it's a dream within a dream within a dream, I'm totally on board. Joe. Shun the dead. Shot of the dead. Oh, I'm shocked at that. I'm shocked at that. Inception is boring. <laughs> no, I really like Shot of the Dead too. To be fair, and without Shot of the Dead, we would have never got Hot Fuzz, and we would have never gotten uh, the other not very good films Edgar Wright has made since then. Um, looking at you, uh, Baby Driver, and uh, Round the World, whatever that other one was called. It's like it. Uh, the World's End. Okay. The world's end's good. Well, it's, it's not great. Ah, come on now. Come on now. Didn't make the old list of 64. It didn't. That's fair. And I, I will not dispute that either. That's That doesn't belong in there. But, you know. 
Right, Pulp Fiction. Cabin in the Woods. Oh. Two very watchable mm. good times. This is like this is like I think I said this when we did Pulp Fiction the first time. I was like, look, it is, yeah. it is very good, but it's like is this is like the most overrated film of all time versus our our the little CSP engine that could the cabin in the woods that we tell everyone to watch. Girlfriend hadn't seen that one either. I don't think could we really? Um, I think Cabin in the Woods is pretty well regarded. It is, but it's not fucking Pulp Fiction. No, of course not. Um, and I, 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 there are a subset of people who think that Cabin in the Woods is a bit too stonery, which I think is fair. Ah, fuck off. That's, that's, the, that's, <laughs> the, that's the bit. That's the charm of it. <laughs> I mean, I'm going to have to go Pulp Fiction. Now, don't get me wrong. I love the Cabin in the Woods. I love me... Kevin the Woods. I can't believe that now. But I also love Pulp Fiction. Kevin the Woods, our baby. <sighs> I, just I know, I know, and I, oh. I, I'm, I'm spitting on the baby, Barry. I shouldn't do that, but. Oh, I don't know. But Pulp Fiction was my baby first. Um. Mm. Sam Jackson talking oh. about giving a woman a foot massage. I'm the fucking foot master. English motherfucker. Yeah, if you speak all that, like, oh, it's so good. Like, I know it's 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 all cliched at this point, um, but there's a reason for that. That's that's so that, well that is also so true. well written. Yeah, so there's well there's, there's a reason it's a cultural touchstone. To be fair, not perfect though, because it does have um, Tarantino in it acting, <laughs> yeah. um, and saying the N word, which he adores. <laughs> But uh, apart from that, it's a damn fine film. Uh, I'm going to have Pulp Fiction. Ah, uh, sorry. No, that's, uh, that's, 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 tra- that's the first travesty, lads. That's, just, that's the first travesty. Yeah. That's how it do be sometimes, I'm afraid. Pulp Fiction goes through. Cabin in the Woods. Don't misunderstand. We love you. We still love you. We always will. Mm. Mm. We, we have, we've never done a Pulp Fiction uh, commentary, have we? And we never will. <laughs> we never fucking will. <laughs> okay, next up we have Guy Ritchie's Snatch. Mm. That sounded more sexual. Than <laughs> Guy Ritchie's Snatch. Uh, and Robert Zemeckis, Back to the Future. Mm. It's a toughie now, because I think Snatch is really yeah, oh, it's not factored. I'll shoot sure, is it? Oh, I can't. Well, not many things are, to be fair. I, I fairly confidently would have to go back to the future here. Um, and I was a latecomer. I'm sure it was during the course of this uh, podcast. Midway through this podcast, I feel like I finally got around to watching Back to the Future. But it is, it's great. It's very likable. It's very likable. Another cultural touchstone. That's cultural touchstone where it doesn't really bother me that everyone references. Like, oh, today is the day. Oh, great. Tell me, tell me what the clock says in the car again. I love that. I don't like that because mostly they do it on the wrong day. Yeah, they do it wrong. It's like it's, oh, it's, today, I guess, it's, and it's a badly photoshopped one where the date doesn't match the other two at all. Posted fucking every day of the year. <laughs> Joe, do you have an input on this one? Um, sorry, I missed the films. <laughs> Back to the Future. Oh, well, that one. <laughs> 
Back to the Future or Snatch? You picked the right one. Uh, come on, Snatch to the Future. No, thank you. Back to the Future it is. So. I, I would probably just about go Back to the Future, but I think Snatch is... Sad to see it go. Uh, Jaws. Mm. What with a shark and that? Crossing over with Finding Nemo. Uh, or Godfather Part 2. You know what? I'm doing it. I'm voting for Jaws. Oh, where's, oh my gosh. Mm. I'm voting for Jaws. I, I, I really like Godfather Part 2. Um, and like Godfather Part 1, every time I watch it, I have more appreciation for it. And as good as De Niro is, it this is going to be like blasphemous what I say now. De Niro's great, and it deserved the Oscar. Deserved, 100% deserved the Oscar. He's not Brando. And he never will be. It's like, you know, you watch WrestleMania 17, Steve Austin, fucking The Rock, and then you watch 18, as Jericho Triple H in the main event, you're like, what the fuck is this? Where's the version where Steve Austin gone? Um, I think Jaws is excellent. I, I took way too long to get around to watching Jaws. But I think it absolutely holds up. Um, I think it actually works quite well in this day and age with the fucking uh, the mayor who's like the uh, European Super League, all all about the money and all about himself. Um, I'll go Jaws on this one. Sorry, Godfather Part Two, you're not as good as the first one, <laughs> even though everyone thinks you're better. I disagree. Mm, I watched Jaws a couple of nights ago. Really, oh, did you? It's really, it's really fucking good. It's really fucking good. That's so fucking good. It's good shit. Um, <laughs> it does good shit. Oh, it's really good shit. And then he's in the water and he's like, get out of the water! We're in the fucking water. There's a shark here. Ah. Uh, I go Jaws. Oh, it's yeah. Jaws. Jaws. Godfather 2 gets clean sweeped. How about that? And Jaws, not only is a good film, but for 50 years since then has made people afraid to go in the sea how about that um you'll be surprised to hear that godfather part three did not make the list either oh big old heap of shite that is to be fair although um recommendation for you barry if you are interested don't watch godfather part three watch the godfather coda coda yeah which was released last year yeah i yeah I have no reason to not see get the better one. Oh, part three is fucking awful. Um, next up, Psycho, Hitchcock, John Wick two. Oh. Mm. All right. Joe, if I remember from listening, I don't think you weren't too hot in either of these, were you? Well, not massively. I haven't. I don't think I actually have seen John Wick two. When I looked into it, <laughs> oh, no, yeah. I was reading the plot and I was like, mm, it doesn't sound familiar. It is very, it is very, good. very, very stylish. Actually. Yeah, so I would by default have to go for Psycho, which I do, I do think is great, but just not, and doesn't, wouldn't hold up against a lot of the other movies in this list for me. So, Barry? Hmm. I'd have to go John Wick too, I think. Uh, I, Psycho is kind of like Halloween in the like. I respect it, but mm, I don't know if I'm. I don't know. I don't. I don't love it. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, I do love it. So Psycho it is. 
I think uh, I agree with John Halloween. I think Halloween is boring shite. I think Psycho, <laughs> I don't think it's... Psycho holds up, whereas Halloween 100% does not. Okay, speaking of horror movies, Texas Chainsaw Time. Mm-hmm. But while it beat Shawshank Redemption last time, can it knock out <laughs> Big Bollocks Toy Story 3? Whoa. Very similar movies. Yeah. Um, Woody's all high at the beginning, cutting his hand. <laughs> um, you know, Toy Story 3, one of my least revisited Pixar movies of the of, of the elite ones, which it is obviously one of, you know. Well, I, I, it, it's the elite one for me. Do you think so? It's is it the Pixar movie for you? Yeah. I probably should rewatch. I might just rewatch all of them for some because they're all there, you know. Must stick them all on. Yeah. I watched. Well, I still haven't seen Onward. That's the one that I'm still missing. <laughs> Doesn't look that good. So I'm bothered with it. Um. Uh. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, Texas. Yeah, I, I have to go Texas. I can't. I love Toy Story Three. is great, like, but it's one of my faves of all time here. Yeah, with Texas, I'll go with Texas. I, I do love Texas Train. So uh, that's a film that I didn't expect to love. To be honest, it surprised me. And I love when he's mm. swinging that chainsaw around at the end, like a old crazy man. Um, fucking Toy Story. I grew up with it. I grew up with them, them toys. That's the perfect age, and then I was like Andy's age in Toy Story three, and I was like, "Them toys better not fucking die in this trash compactor." And actually, you know, people talk about the emotional ending of Toy Story three, and while that bit was very emotional, I I I, I really like the actual ending when the toys get passed on to um to the little girl. Yeah. And then they went and fucked it all away with the next movie, yeah. where she doesn't she doesn't give a shit about any of them. Just, just, just make another movie. What? Make another movie. Yeah. Uh, so I, I, I did like Toy Story 4. But I'll go Toy Story 3, even though yeah. they totally fucked up that fourth one. Which was fine. It's not a bad movie, but like, you had the perfect ending already. There was no need for a fourth one. It, they, 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 they were the fucking European Super League of Toy Story 4. Money grabbing bastards. <laughs> Joe. Um, I do. I did quite enjoy Texas Chainsaw Massacre. But I'd put it in the same bracket as Psycho, where you know it's horror, so sometimes they don't always age that yeah. well. And so I would go for Toy Story three. Fair enough. Okie dokie. Uh, we have Battle of the Old Oscar winners coming up. Best mm. Picture. And Barry, I think these were actually the two that you mentioned. <laughs> Parasite and Moonlight. Oh. Oh. As much as I like both of them, I think one of them I definitely enjoyed more. You know what's going, which one's going to be. You know which one's going. To be. Don't deny it. I let it let it happen, Barry. It's kind of hard to fight against the tide of Parasite, isn't it? I mean, it's it's such a powerhouse. Do you know what I mean? I think I fucking love Moonlight, but I do think it won on a when when your hottest competition is La La Land, like, you know, <laughs> you know, it's not the toughest year there's ever been. I like La La Land. For I I also like La La Land, but it's not like you know 
I, I think I've said before though. I I don't like when he's like. Ryan Gosling plays this like super jazz fan, and then he goes to sit in the front row and he's fucking talking over the music. Yeah, yeah, it's a stupid, typical man. Yeah, ah, oh, Parasite, one of those, one of about ten Korean movies that I've seen that are all super weird but super clever. Oh, Korean, they make like the fucking best films. Yeah, Parasite, oh. fucking chef's kiss. What people? But watch The Handmaiden if you're not watching already. It's fucking great. I'll go Parasite as well, Joe. Um, I yeah, I love Parasite. Moonlight good, but Parasite great. So uh, yeah, Parasite for me. Very good. Parasite might be uh, looking at the films that are coming into last sixteen. Parasite might be a favorite for the uh, the overall win here. Let's see what it comes up against. Uh, next up, Born Identity, Collateral. Whoa. which I noticed that I pronounced like collateral last time because I, I re-listened to the first two rounds collateral. Uh, and funny enough right I listened to the first two rounds completely forgot what the results were so mm. it was like listen to it fresh <laughs> what do you reckon I love a bit of Bourne and although I do I did enjoy collateral I just my, my heart's with Bourne so I will go Bourne uh, I am going to have to go collateral. And born fucking rocks, but you know, I, I collateralism is is a, is a personal fave. Oh la la! I need to revisit these two movies. Actually, I've I did watch Born Identity about maybe three years ago. I and I meant to watch. Supremacy and um, Ultimatum because I have that bo- I have that Blu-ray box set, but I only ever got around to rewatching the first one. I seem to remember Supremacy being my favorite of the three, though. Yeah, it ended really well. But um, Collateral, which do I prefer? Two great action movies. They are. They really are. They really are. I tell you what, I'll, I will. Oh, but will I? Though? I was going to say I will. I go born identity, and then I looked up and I saw collateral was the other one. I was like, oh wait, no. <laughs> you know what? I really like those three movies. I really liked Identity, Supremacy, and Ultimatum. I never watched the Jeremy Renner one or the fifth one with Matt Damon. Uh, the, the Matt Damon comeback one wasn't that good. No, but I did really like those three. Um, haven't revisited them in a while, but I did really like them, so I will go Born Identity. Okay. Just, I'm sorry. That's fine. I mean, look, it's good. A little tight one. Sorry. Um, okay. Born Identity it is. Um, Reservoir Dogs. Mm. American Psycho. A lot of blood. Ooh. A lot of blood in those two films. A lot of blood, a lot of blood. But which is the better one? Joe, do you want to go first in this one? So what was that? Reservoir Dogs and what? American Psycho. American Psycho. Ooh. Two things I do like but haven't watched in quite a long, long time. I think instinctively I'm thinking American Psycho. Yeah. Just because I love the, you know, the character so much. Very funny. Very evocative of that era. 
I need to rewatch that. I got American Psycho. I think just yeah, it's a kind of personal fave. I will go Reservoir Dogs. Mm. I think it's Tarantino's best. Oh, really? If you ask me. Yeah, I like, I like, first of all, I like its brevity. Obviously, lately, Tarantino loves a fucking three and a half hour film. Oh, yeah. God. Reservoir Dogs, 90 minutes in and out. God, the Hateful Eight. God. There's, there is no, I like Hateful Eight, don't get me wrong. But that's it goes good, on for but fucking long. It goes on forever. Long. Reservoir Dogs, there's not a, an ounce of flab in there. 90 minutes. Job done. Um, great music. Charismatic performances. Michael Madsen. Michael Madsen. Michael Madsen's the best thing, probably. Yeah. Oh, undoubtedly. Um, Steve Buscemi. The only good Tarantino performance. Um, Super memorable. We've talked a lot about remembering things, memorable things. things yeah, to the guys a year. I mean, yeah. Ingrained, fully ingrained in, in the brain. Tim Roth. Just lying there dying the whole film and I love that it's like feels like a play yeah, yeah. I love that as well but American Psycho is real like is, is almost the perfect dark comedy it's like up, up there with Parasite to be honest and like nothing nothing has ever done the um, was it all a dream thing as well and not eye-rolly as American Psycho um you know that ending is is great and it's understated. It's not it's not as embarrassing as that thing. It probably would read on paper. You watch the movie and it's just like I, I want to watch it again. To be honest, yeah, I only saw it for the first time a year and a half ago. I do need to rewatch it. It's it's, 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 it's fucking great. It's really great. I keep I I've, I've always wanted to read the book, but I'm just, I'm such a, I'm such a slow reader that I've I've a backlog of books at this stage. Yeah. Um, I I I would go American Psycho. Oh, American Psycho it is. Radio. Uh, we've got two left to close out this show. Uh, 12 Angry Men and Logan. Oh. <laughs> my favorite superhero film of all time versus my favorite Your film. Your favorite of film of all time. Yeah. Yeah. So is it, is it fair to say you are a 12 Angry Man vote here, obviously? <sighs> I don't know. I think it depends because... While it's my favorite film of all time, also I, I can see it coming up against a film that maybe I'm just haven't seen. Like I've, I watched Twelve Year Angry Men a lot, a lot of times, and so one. Although it's my favorite, one aspect it doesn't have is any semblance of like freshness to me. Yeah, <laughs> it's my favorite, but I've I've also that that path is well worn at this stage. And even though like I might well vote against it at some stage, is Logan the one? I don't know, but I'd say a time will come. If not Logan, like if 12 Angry Men comes up against Parasite or comes up against Jaws or Psycho or The Godfather or The Shining, <laughs> I think any of them could beat it, to be honest. Mm. So I don't know. Because um, while it's my favorite, it's I, I've definitely seen films that I like think are better than 12 Angry Men. 12 Angry Men just specifically has a thing that I like. I, I really like a performance, a good performance in the film above how it looks or sounds or the editing or the direction or whatever, you know? I'm a big performance, a big performance guy. And that's why I enjoy 12 Angry Men so much. Um, whereas Logan has a lot going for it in addition to 
having really good performances. So maybe in that sense it's better. Hmm. And I like I love the X Men films up to a point. Logan being that point. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Logan's the one. <laughs> did not think Dark Phoenix was good at all, and did not no. watch uh, that new one they put out, New Mutants. Um, I need to rewatch Logan as well. Fuck. But I remember when I came out of cinema after Logan, I was like, "Fuck, that was so good." It was so good. Yeah, I, I watched Logan very recently, and it's it's still great. I mean, mm, yeah. I really like Hugh Jackman as well. Yeah, he's tremendous. I mean, he is tremendous. I mean, it is one of the. I think. I think the X Men franchise being so up and down, I think it's maybe undersold. Um, it's one of the iconic superhero performances ever. You know. Yeah. Twenty years. Twenty years being one character. Um, anyway, uh, see, like I love Twelve Angry Men. I watched it because of you. It is phenomenal. I'm probably very due a rewatch this. I don't think I've watched it since that first time I watched it. Um, I, I can be surprised by it all over again. Yeah, I, I, unlike you, I, I still have it relatively fresh. Um, <laughs> You've that advantage. Uh, but I, I, I probably have to go Logan. I mean, it's just it's, it's something I've seen more and I, I love, and it's more my wheelhouse. I, I'll have to go the old Logan. But I, I, I wouldn't be offended at all by either of these going through. Mm, Twelve Angry Men for me. Yeah. I like Logan, but it's, nah, I could take or leave it, really. Okay. i tell you what, based on that, I'll go 12 Angry Men, just because I think it's... On, on the basis of the three of us, I think it's a stronger... Like, we all highly rate it versus... You know, we, we if we were to give it a total score, like our three combined scores out of 10s, 12 Angry Men would have a higher total. So I'll go to But who knows what it'll come up against in the next uh, round? It might not make it to the quarterfinals. Uh, then the final one, Home Alone, which we all love. Yeah. Even Barry. Yeah, I do. Yeah, yeah. Fair enough. Fair enough. Fair enough. But do we love it more than Coco? Oh, oh wow! Reve- reviewed on this very podcast. Well, well, we were. Uh, how's Borat one not on this list? By the way, <laughs> I like I like Borat, oh. but the funniest the funniest part of Borat is the deleted scene. It's not in the actual film. Yeah, I don't know the bit where the owl fellas Willie is out is good. <laughs> yeah, you like that, and the owl wants tits in the shining. So <laughs> it's like old people getting groovy with it, you know. <laughs> Nudie. Um... You, there's a film you would love called Cocoon. You should check it. <laughs> um. Listen, I know I'm new on the bandwagon here, and I don't mean to stick the boots to Home Alone two weeks in a row, <laughs> but Coco is about 7,000 times the film. <laughs> 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 I mean, uh, you know, I don't, we, we don't, we, I, mean, I don't know, we, we, admittedly that would give us representate two films from the same director on this list, but uh, I think it, I think it would be earned. Uh, I will. I will go Coco on this. Mm. I, didn't, I do really love Home Alone, but Coco is just brilliant film in every regard. Yeah, <laughs> I think I'm gonna have to go Coco. It's three for Coco. Coco for Coco three. Sir. Three for three. Right. That we're down to sixteen. 
16 films remain. Cool. 16 films remain. I'll tell you what they are now. Put this A to Z. Uh, okay, so we have, well, not A to Z, because Excel won't let me do it. Uh, Empire Strikes Back, Mad Max Fury Road, that's got to be a favorite. The Shining, Jurassic Park, The Godfather, Shaun of the Dead, Pulp Fiction, Back to the Future, Jaws, Psycho, Toy Story 3, Parasite, The Born Identity, American Psycho, 12 Angry Men, and Coco. They're, they're the last 16. Uh. Anyway. Anyone can take it. Yeah, looking at that list, there's one or two that I feel I like can't really stay much longer. I don't want to say what they are. Yeah, I, I, I definitely agree. I, there's, yeah, but but I, I look at basically all of those. I'm like, they could easily be winners. I think it's gonna. I think it's. I think a lot of this will come down to gut feeling on the day. I think is what it's gonna come down to because yeah. the, there's there's not a whole lot between these films in terms of how much we actually like them because it's all very tight now. Um, yeah, that's what I like about this is with the Simpsons episodes, you know, there's like three or four that we all like principally. So yeah. it kind of, whereas this, I can see a good five, six of these that could realistically win. So we'll see how it goes. Yeah, uh, so we'll do it there. That's, uh, that was great fun as always. Some tough choices, but we made them. Well done, lads. Um, uh, and we'll we'll call time on that here for an episode, another big episode. Uh, a whopper episode here but a whopper week of news and you know we've got our bracket and a whopper week of, of wrestling chat as well you're, you're getting a shorter episode next week don't get used to these two hour 40 episodes yeah yeah we're, we're not putting in a shift like this all the time um, you say that and then next week there will be uh, <laughs> Vince McMahon will die um, and we'll have the Roman Reigns, Roman Reigns has robbed a bank uh, on the <laughs> Uh, on the way to a SmackDown taping, funnily enough. Um, He's on Raw. What's uh, that yeah, about? Yeah. Um, yeah. So we'll be back next. Uh, we'll be back well, later this week, I suppose. Uh, by the time you're hearing this, it'll, it'll, be, uh, yeah. it'll be Sunday, hopefully. Uh, fingers crossed. We'll be back on the old Sunday. Uh, thanks very much for listening, folks. Thanks to your emails, uh, Scott, uh, and the whole crew as well, people who email. Cheshirepodcast.com to pop us a mail. Twitter.com slash Cheshirepod if you want to reach out that way. And, uh, yeah, we'll be back next week. More wrestling chat, more emails, more guff, and the next round of Le Tournament. And, uh, yeah, so uh, that'll be that. Thanks very much for listening, folks. It's goodbye from me, Barry. It's goodbye from Paul. Goodbye. It's goodbye from Joe. Goodbye!